This on Monday. No, but that was a good message. Toner's on its way. All right. The toner card. You know something? Before we even get started with this, with this bit, which I will play it, I can't begin to tell you because my being an old fart, my old timer's disease has kicked in for several years now. I can't remember, you know, what I had for breakfast except that nice crispy bacon. But a zillion years ago, I sent down, I paid for it out of my own pocket. Oh, we're going to reimburse you. Now, screw it. Okay. I can afford it. I'm making a couple of bucks. A nice all-in-one printer, faxer, scanner, copier. Just like the two I have sitting here, which I also bought. Not that I'm looking for any, uh, you know, pat on the back for that, but because they're so cheap. They're so cheap. The Beasleys, you're freaking cheap. You're measly. Not Beasley, you're measly. You make me sick. And then it was a major project before finally the engineering staff could go. And then when I hear yesterday, Kenny sucking up to the engineering staff, quit being such a suckhole, will you please, Kenny? Maybe somebody might respect you. You might have more than a oh. point eight. Good God. Kissy, 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 kissy. The engi- that engineering staff, man, I wouldn't wish them a Heinrich Himmler. But anyway, so finally we had the thing with getting a long enough cord to hook it up so we could uh, you know, hook it up to the computer. Am I right? Yes. Yes, which I bought. And didn't you have to go out and buy it? 30 bucks. And then I keep asking, how's that new uh, printer copier? And, oh, it's uh, sitting over in the corner. Or it's out of ink. How many weeks ago was that? About 30, man. How many weeks ago was that? And now, finally, today, the other copier, printer, whatever the thing was in there, the, from, from Mela Tsubetsky's urine, as the Chinese say, from a hundred zillion years ago, it died. And so most people would think, well, then just hook up the one that Neil paid for that's sitting there that's, uh, you know, hardly ever even been used. Well, we don't have a toner cartridge. Now, are you telling me that you got a spring for this? you got to reach into your own pocket? No, no, no. Angie ordered it from the office people. They put a rush on it. It's on its way now. Well, congratulations. Since 2004, those emails have been uh, separated from an RNC policy, which is to automatically delete every 30 days deleted emails. Um, so we screwed up. <laughs> oh, I'm an email, an old deleted email. You can delete me all you want. But you gonna fail, you gonna be relieved when you no longer see me on your drive. But I'm still alive, until an override. I made a great but won't die. Regretfully, I got to say that you can't throw me away. All the data is saved of what you type and you say, I'm an email. You can't erase emails. They've gone through too many servers. They can't say they've been lost. That's like saying the dog ate my homework. It doesn't work that way. He did. just don't want to produce it. No, there ain't none of the White House power abusers that knows how to use a new fangled computer. They can't trade any paper or try to place their blame on a key punch operator. I just don't go away. You can fail, but you'll fail. I always leave a trail. I'm an email. Oh, I'm an email, an RNC email. You can try to dump me, but I'll still title tail. It looks like you violated the Hatch Act. Hey, how about that? Another 18-minute gap. Yeah, history repeats with more Republican hijinks. When you dump five million emails, something stinks. But you can't make them go away. Once you send me around, I can always be found. I'm an email. 
Well, good for you. 10.05 at 5.60 WQAM. We used to be a radio station. Now we're like uh, the laughing stock. Once upon a time, way back in the day, this used to be a real radio estacion. Log on to 5.60 QAM. <laughs> That's right. It's Dave. You got it. I should play all the QM jingles. That would take us up to at least 12.30. Don't we have a Marlin game today or something? Oh, I so wish. anyway, this South Korean murdering a piece of turd, this gentleman, uh, he talked in whispers. He was a loner, and he talked mm. in whispers. Watch out for them. Watch out. There's a message for all you kids out there. If you see anybody, if you know anybody, if there's somebody in the hood that like uh, is very much a loner and doesn't isn't really like friendly and outgoing and talks in whispers, then I'd be real nervous. I'd call the uh, the police. The police is what I would do. Wouldn't you? Twice. Speaking of that, police officers carrying rifles and wearing flak jackets responded to what turned out to be an unfounded threat today near the engineering building in which 31 people died yesterday. State police officer told CNN, you know, I'm having a little uh, discomfort here. I'm sitting on his chair in a very, um, yeah. not a very good, well, I don't know what it is. Well, take whatever like you're sitting on. Up. I feel yeah. like I've got a strain in my groin. Sitting Maybe that was from my trip to Amsterdam. I don't know. But. Did you pull a hamstring? <laughs> I pulled a Amsterdam string, yeah. I pulled all the strings there, I'll tell you that. I pulled a lot of things. A state police officer told CNN it was an unusual event at Burris Hall. We responded it was unfounded, that's all we're going to say. In other words, nothing happened. Too bad they weren't so itchy the day before, you know. They weren't so antsy on Monday, yesterday, or whatever day it was, yesterday. Another state police officer said the event involved a threat against University President Charles Steger. Virginia Tech Police said we had reason to believe there was a need to secure the president's orifice, but would not elaborate. It's over. State police and armor truck also responded to Burris Hall next to Norris Hall. Which, of course, is, I'm sure, named after the great harness racing family, the Norrises. Charlie Norris and Gordon Norris and Charlie Norris Jr. and all these other people. Wouldn't you think? I would think so. I imagine. And, and you know, I, I hate to interject this because... You have to watch the news, and, of course, who wants to watch the news anyway? It's totally too depressing because it's all about the human race, which is like it's just a slaughterhouse. But you have to watch for a very long period of time, and then you discover, for example, what are they talking about right now? About this young man. Yeah, there you go. He talked in a whisper. But anyway, uh, there is some other stuff going on in the world, and this is a good cover-up. Ah, uh, you know. Josh. Attackers set off deadly bombs in neighborhoods across Baghdad today, killing at least 66 people, wounding many more. The deadliest strike so far occurred in Baghdad, Sadr City, where at least 28 people were killed. 44 others were wounded in an attack near an Iraqi army checkpoint, one of the entrances to Sadr City. The official said most of the casualties are civilians. Five of those dead and seven of those wounded were Iraqi security forces. Iraqi police are telling CNN it was a parked car bomb, a parked car, and Iraqi military sources are saying it was a suicide car bomb. Well, whatever it was, it was bad. At least 21 Iraqi civilians were killed, 74 others wounded when a car detonated in Al-Sadria Market in central Baghdad. And isn't it interesting, John McCain wasn't walking through the market at the moment. Hmm. Iraqi and U.S. troops in Baghdad have intensified their efforts to establish the peace and war torn Baghdad with a two-month-old crackdown operation uh, enforcing the law, which is working like a charm. Not, not doing a damn thing. But you know what uh, John McCain says. He's having a good time walking through the streets. Mm -hmm. It's in the bag, Dad. With, with his uh, bulletproof vest on. Isn't that how right. you want to live your life? You I saw wonder the, when uh, Sodom thing. was in power, if the, if the poor schleppers there in Iraq, when they uh, went to the market, if they had to walk around with a bulletproof vest on, because they weren't too damn sure if they'd come home alive. But nevertheless. See, that's the one thing we exported. I think there's a tremendous relationship between what happened in Blacksburg the other day 
and what's happening in Iraq every day. And that is America is uh, specializes. That's our specialty du jour every day. Violence, gunfire, bloodshed, una bomba. Anyway, here's the poll for us. And I think we did okay, as a matter of fact. And guess what, Chris? Even without you, now, what were you doing yesterday while Miguel was sitting there? Uh, my friend's going out, is moving to Atlanta this Saturday, so he was off yesterday, so we just went and kind of raised hell. Well, what is that? That sounds like screwing off to me. Sure did. We're and the proud kind of money sure that they're paying you there for crying out loud, and you're taking a day screwing off. Good. Nice going. Do it any time you feel like it. Tell them. Tell, in fact, if they give you any flack about it, just hold up that middle finger and say, Jean Ponzi. Tell yeah, them you're French. He gets paid Jean hourly. So it's, <laughs> it's not like it matters. What? He gets paid hourly, so he wasn't getting paid. I understand paid that. I, I, listen, it's, what did you give me yesterday? Like, what, what was that? I said Boku, and George says, Oh, that means a uh, whole it was lot. It's a reflex. You asked what it means. You are. I, you know something? I think that what certain people around town are saying about you mm -hmm. is going to be yeah, correct. It's all true. <laughs> of course, they're saying it behind your back. But you see, one thing about me, and, and this, is, this is what makes me such a hard-hearted bastard, but it also is what makes me so successful. And, and, and you're a good one to talk because you're always feeding me stuff and saying, oh, well, don't say that I told you. Blame it on somebody else. And then, of course, right. you know. Well, people will stop talking to me if you blame me. The hell they will. That'll be the end of all that, you know, they great They talk to you because they know you're going to tell me and I'll put it on the air. That, that's exactly why they do it. Anyway, what I was about to say to Chris is that we had 1,171 votes yesterday, including we got over 1,000. It was right down to the wire there because yesterday was our first day of not doing I Hate This Poll No More. Oh, yeah, that's right. And we're not doing it on here today either. And we're still going to do, we got 812 today already, and it's only 10, 10 11 Eastern Daylight Time. We're going to do it easy. It's in the bag. With, huh? It's in the bag. It's in the bag. It's in the bag, Dad. 1,171 votes yesterday. Something I claim to hate but secretly enjoy is masturbation, 231. Winning hands down your pants, which is a good way to start. The Jerry Springer Show, 150. The Carpenters, 143. George played Boku Carpenter music yesterday. Man, it was we, great. I enjoyed uh -huh. it. Glad Back I wasn't here. a little bit more here. You know, uh, goodbye to love. If you have goodbye to love, I'll actually send you a long-distance kiss. I bet you don't have it. Well, just... Uh, hmm? Just get me off the hook for this uh, fax fiasco. For old times. We'll call it even. One moment, please. Uh, you know, yeah. the computer is still uh, slow. I'll say you goodbye to love. That's a good song. Yes, it is. And, and you know what? The uh, Richard Carpenter wrote, you know, that uh, wild guitar riff at the end of the song there? When they just, uh, the guitarist goes nuts. It's really good. A little rocky oh, and roller no. for the Carpenters. You I don't, don't have, have it. it? Nope. I'll find it. You better have goodbye to love by the carpenters, mister. Your ass is grass, and then you'll wind up smoking it. I'll get it. Yeah, I will. Something I claim to hate but secretly enjoy is Neil's Poles 109. Country Music 102. Oh, feh. Feh. Bleh. Vanilla Ice Cream 101. Feh. Bleh. Homosexuality 82. Now we're talking. Horror 64. Oh, yeah, that's my favorite station. Horror 64. Porno 53. Rap Music, 43. The Neil Rogers Show, 39. Now, that should have been a much higher total, but you know, they're still lying. Religion, 27. Yeah, I hate, claim to hate it, but I really love it. In fact, I'm rubbing my armpit with my mezuzah right now. Kind of chafes a little bit. Republicans, 18, and Democrats, solamente nueve. Soltanto nove. Only nine. Isn't that impressive that I can speak like I'm so bisexual and bilingual? That is Actually, I'm glad that I'm not bisexual, because then I'd be involved with women, and that, of course, is the... That's the root to a hell, is what George always tells me, so I'm delighted that that's I'm not sexually involved. That's the end of it all. That's the beginning of the end. That's the end of the end. But, you know, 
To each its own. That's what I always say. Whatever cranks your chain, baby, have a great time and forget about all this other chazerai because that's all it is, man. It's all a bunch of baloney. All a bunch of baloney. It's not even kosher. Just ask Oscar Meyer. He'll tell you. He's a goy with a phony Jewish name. 827 votes. What's your take? You know something? This could be a good show today because I'm incoherent. I'm just rambling a bunch of crap. Maybe because it's Woodbine Wednesday. And I missed all week at Woodbine last week. Isn't that, isn't that bad? Isn't that a shame? Ain't that a shame. So where's Goodbye to Love by the Carpenters, Mr. Um, Hotshot? I'm stealing it as we speak. Good. Now, don't you like that song? Yes, I do. I like it all. I feel like I've got a pulled groin or something here. You know what I mean? Like a hernia? <laughs> Again? Get out of here. Pull this. <laughs> Yours or Here's, someone else's? I heard you have that all the time. If you only knew, mister. If you only knew. I'm glad I don't. What's your take on the shootings at Virginia Tech? That's our poll today. 827 votes. Guns are too easy to get. 301. It's the American F and Way, 264. That obviously is the correct answer. Schmidt happens, 107. Isolated incident, 82. Yeah, just another isolated incident. 33 dead people. Don't F with my gun, 60. Okay. You say okay with your hands up in the air, of course. And I don't care, 13. 13, very, very humane. Oh, God. do a lot of hating on this show. We don't hate the poll anymore as of uh, yesterday, but we hate Joy still. That's never going to change, is it? No. Not anytime soon. 20 past 10. We got no Marlin game until tonight. How did they do last night, uh, uh, Chris, whatever Dish. your name is? They lost. They lost again? They're uh, six and seven, I believe. Are they under 500 now? Uh, I guess so. Um, and I think about four of the losses are all because of Jorge Julio. Well, let, let's uh, do something about his ass. Fire him. Uh, now, let me just ask you this question, because you certainly know that Craig Biggio is still playing for the Astros. Correct. Miguel yesterday, who, of course, is supposed to be the baseball expert and the radio expert and all these other... He's supposed to be the expert prevert. He didn't know that. He I only know it's Hispanic players. Oh, I see. I forgot <laughs> about that. Yeah, Craig, that's right. Craig is from uh, Brooklyn, like I said. He always looked good to me, Craig Biggio, but now he's old and, you know, get gray. Australia's Prime Minister yesterday said the Virginia Tech shooting showed that America's gun culture was a negative force in society, and he happens to be, even though he's an idiot, he happens to be on this. Absolutely correct, sir. 
praising his country's efforts to enact tough gun laws after a similar massacre 11 years ago. John Howard, who's an absolute raving lunatic, staked his political leadership on pushing through the strict gun ownership laws after Martin John Bryant, armed with a bag full of automatic weapons, went on a killing spree in the tourist resort of Port Arthur in southern Tasmania State, April 28, 1996. Thirty-five people denied in that one. The conservative Howard, a strong ally of President Bush, like I said, a crazy person, said the Virginia Tech shootings were the kind of tragedy he hoped would never be seen again in Australia. You can never guarantee these things won't happen again in our country, Howard told reporters. We had a terrible incident at Port Arthur, but it is the case that 11 years ago we took action to limit the availability of guns, and we showed a national resolve that the gun culture is such a negative in the U.S. would never become a negative in our country, he said. The gun culture that is such a negative in the United States, even an idiot like him, even an old, fuddy-duddy, stodgy piece of turd like John Howard knows that. The new gun laws in Australia, which banned military-style weapons and toughened licensing and storage restrictions, were unpopular among farmers and other gun owners that are key supporters of Howard's conservative coalition. The government paid owners to take more than 600,000 firearms off their hands in a national buyback scheme. Experts say the laws have probably helped keep violent crime rates down, though gun ownership advocates say there's no proof the laws have made Australia safer. Well, you ask yourself this question, okay? Where would you rather be? Would you rather be like in uh, downtown Geneva, New York, where nobody maybe has a gun except maybe a hunters and people like that? Or would you rather be like in downtown Miami? Ha ha! I ask you that question. Would you rather be in downtown Detroit walking around on the streets, huh? Uh-oh! Somebody got pissed off and fired up. Uh-oh! Thanks to Russell and Coco, by the way, and we hadn't seen that, and uh, it said, I just got home and tuned in. Well, it's only 22 after 10. That's what they're talking about on CNN, by the way. Dr. Chris Flynn, director of the Cook Counseling Center, is there. He's counseling the students on the fact that all these, all this shooting and crap is going on around them. And what a fantastic job, what a marvelous job the university did and law enforcement did in really uh, getting on, that, on the case real fast. Not. There's a picture again of that... Uh, South Korean goofball. His roommate said he was suicidal. You didn't say gookball, did you? I said goofball. Oh. Mr. I didn't. Are you starting with that gook stuff now? I got a story about that, as a matter of fact, right here. I don't want to sit here and, like, eraculate for four hours, although it is Woodbine Wednesday. In the moments after the suspected killer of 32 students, faculty, and staff, whose picture, who's ugly, I don't know if he's really that ugly when you come right down to it. Maybe it's just those nasty... He's got those... You know how Asian people, a lot of them, they wear those glasses like he's got? Are you looking at the picture now? No. But those little round ones. Is, is yeah. Weird. Yeah, yeah. That, that's an Asian thing. I mean, I'm not saying that only Asians were the... If he had some decent glasses on, he might have been uh, not too bad looking. Not that that makes any difference. I mean, he's still a slime ball. But if he was better looking, I might feel more sympathetic. Like, you know, try to... But he whispered. He talked in whispers. And he was very antisocial and a loner, which they should have known right off the bat. In the moments after the suspected killer of 32 students, faculty, and staff was identified in a press conference at Virginia Tech, groups rapidly formed on social networking sites on the Internet referring to the 23-year-old student, Cho Seung Hui, in the most derisive of terms. In fact, George just said something about get him off the gook hook. Some, some messages seem to have negative racial overtones. How do you like that call we had yesterday from that idiot saying, oh, he was the victim of racial... How the hell do you know what he was? Right. Up until yesterday, nobody in the world ever heard of this idiot, and all of a sudden, everybody's an expert. Well, he did this, and he did... Get out of here. Everybody's an armchair quarterback. Maybe that's who the Dolphins ought to draft, is an armchair quarterback. Couldn't be any worse than the ones that they've had last many, many since Danny Boy hung it up. If Danny's got anything left in the tank, what do you think? Maybe that's, maybe that's the solution. 
uh, for this year's Dolphin problems because it's going to be a long, bad season again. You know that, don't you, Chris? It's going to be really bad. No, we're going all the way this year. <laughs> Jimmy and Danny. Uh, yeah. Jimmy. yeah, let's play Jimmy and Danny till 2 o'clock. Anyway, a screen cap taken within moments of the announcement of the suspected killer's name. See, what is a screen cap? I don't know what that means. That means you got you, when you see a picture online and you capture it, capture oh. a picture from the screen as a screen cap. See, I mean, I'm a novice at this stuff. I don't there know if anybody in this crap. Now you know. Although I do have, who's that new friend we got on there yesterday? The Serbian Stallion. Hmm. Uh, uh, anyway, <laughs> what? Oh, I, I listen. You know me. I get I get weak at the knees. Yeah, I know. And I sure hope Start he's for real. Well, he's, he's somebody. See that? You know, even when it's a crank profile of somebody, when they steal somebody else's pictures, at least it's a picture of a real person. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I look at that and I ah, like that. I get very emotional. A screen cap taken within moments of the announcement of the suspected killer's name showed several other groups formed by use users of the popular social networking site Facebook. And, of course, the even more popular in your Facebook. One such group, I can't read the first word, F, it's the F word, F, Cho Shung Hui, rapidly populated with hundreds of members and almost as many angry messages. F him. One Virginia Tech student voiced his anger at the suspect. I want to drag his body to the middle of the drill field and shoot him till I run out of ammo, he wrote. The group also became a focal point for outbursts with racist overtones. Just cause this bastard, just cause this bastard's an Asian doesn't give him any way out of being disliked. He came to America, he abused his visa. This group has nothing to do with him being Asian. But anyway, about about it, f his Asian ass. He used the side row. F his Asian ass. He wrote. No, not me. Still, the group had also had Asian members who identify with its goals. This kind of Asian does not promote the Asian culture, but gives us a bad name. I'm not Korean, but yet I'm equally ashamed of what happened, the person wrote. It, it's all illiterate, and I could read the, what they wrote, but that's college students for you. And another group uh, member tried to defend it against charges of racism. This is kind of funny how just because the group's name says F. Cho Suong Hui, everyone's automatically thinking this group is anti-Asian or something. It's not. Look at the name. It's the effing stupid killer that took 32 lives, then killed himself like a coward. Everyone is like, ooh, this group is anti-Asian. Get a grip, he wrote. Ooh, this group is anti-Asian. Several O's. Ooh, like I said about the Serbian stallion. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. At Facebook, there also appeared to be multiple photos posted claiming to depict Mr. Cho. However, the pictures didn't match. Concern with misidentifying the suspect was raised by the case of Wayne Chang, a Virginia Tech student of Asian descent, who's a gun enthusiast and had been fingered by some as the killer. He had been fingered by some. No wonder he was PO'd. Right now, pretty much the Internet is, thinks it's me, Chang said at the ABC News website. I'm just interested in trying to clear my name. Raw Story contacted Facebook for comment about their site usage policy and whether or not they would be monitoring groups like the one in the aftermath of the Virginia Tech tragedy, but didn't receive a response. In your face or in your place or even in your my space. Spread them and say cheese. Life can get convoluted in a lot of different ways, and I want to thank my guest today. Now, you're the one who was betrayed. Yes. And you're the partner who strayed from your relationship. Of course. And how many times have you been with another woman since you've been married? More than a thousand. What? Okay, why? Hillary was a great ride, but not good enough. So how does that make you feel? Very, very ugly. She says he started gagging at the side of her body. Flabby stomach, sagging chest, stretch marks. She was a pig. Hey. <laughs> she spent 20 grand on plastic surgery hoping her husband would only have eyes for her. Yes. But she says it wasn't enough to keep him faithful. No. Because you've cheated since the surgery, right? I couldn't stop. Now, this 
woman that you were with Monday night? This was three women. Three. All at one time? Of course. Okay. I never wanted that night to end. Are you listening to this? Yeah. Now, you got a serious decision to make. He believes he should be allowed to cheat when he gets bored. You need to get a divorce and move on. Are you willing to do that, are you? Absolutely not. Can you understand? He was with somebody Monday night. You bet I did. Hillary was all for it. Uh, In fact, I procured women for Bill. I was so proud of her. Okay. I mean, are you cool with it? Yes. If not, I would be gone. <laughs> and who would blame him? She's got a Chinaman's chance in hell. You'll see, man. Barack is going to pass her like she's laid out prone on the floor. And who the hell would want to see that? Speaking of flow, we got 904. Boy, Chris must be really impressed. Hello, that we got over 900 already in the first hour. What? So how's it going? And you got your uh, toner cartridge yet or what? No, but there's a little bit of leftover toner. I shook it and uh, ought to buy us enough time until the other stuff shows up. All right. Oh, so that's how I've been getting this uh, stuff from you here. Right. And Steph's uh, hooking up the speed dial over here. He got it connected to the computer. And you've well, got the I, you thing delivered. When, the, when that toner cartridge shows up, we're going to have a party right here on the air, the likes of which you have never, right. ever I seen got some or heard. Beer yes! in the fridge. Huh? We got beer. Yes! Well, I don't want to play the whole thing because, you know, it's not there yet. I don't want a premature evaluation is what I don't want. Right. In other words, when you actually have that toner cartridge installed Ooh. in that machine, man, there will be some celebration music. And when the first, and when you send me the first fax from that machine, man, I already did. You I read it, pay, huh? You read it. Oh, that was from uh, that machine out of the old toner yes. cartridge. Yes. Well, in that case, geez, how come you, I got out of that ma mango? Oh, yes. Yeah. See if you can play that about 150 times until I get back to. Uh, yes. Yes. A little premature celebration. Yes. We've only got a little bit of toner cartridge in there. George is shaking it and baking it. And maybe if uh, you have Chris sit on it, maybe that'll squeeze a little extra something out of it, a little extra juice. Or maybe you could have Josh Friedman sit on it. He always had a little bit of navel juice. That would Oh, God. Yeah, no, that's not what we were talking I got news it. for you, man. I wouldn't touch those faxes even with your hand. Oh, mm. raw. Gross. <laughs> All right. Let's get, let's come on. Let's not uh, be yucking it up here, okay? It's a very solemn day. Yeah. Your president even made an appearance yesterday. Oh, yeah. Was anybody buying that? No. Not at all. Not, not even a little bit. 910 votes on the poll. Well, we're going to be closing in on 1,000 by 11 o'clock. It might be going to be a good day at Woodbine today. I'm going to find me a good machine, man. What's your take on the shootings at Virginia Tech? Rhymes with Drek. 910 vote. And if I click that view current, I was 913. You see that? That was magical. God, I got like a little twinge in my testicles when that happened. Wow. In fact, if I could do that a lot. Oh, jeez. Don't hurt yourself. What's your take on the shootings at Virginia Tech? That's our poll question. Of course, here's this press conference now. Two students complained, but no threats were made by Cho. Cho Mama. And what did George call him before? Some kind of slant. He didn't look like he was slanty-eyed to me, but you said something like that. Yeah. That's because you That's because you don't get out of Florida too much. There aren't too many South Koreans. No, there aren't. There aren't too many Asians in Florida, which is very unfortunate because, that is. you know. There are a lot of Asians here, and they seem to be, like, peace-abiding and uh, very uh, smooth and horny and hot, a lot of them. But anyway, 913 votes. That's all I care about. I'm, you know me. I'm just uh, I'm one-dimensional. That's all I care about. They look good, and they're ready and cooperative and, uh, you know, clean. What's your take on the shootings at Virginia Tech? Guns are easy. As a matter of fact, I don't remember the kid's name. There was one of the um, kids that kept showing on the news, Mark, somebody or other. He was, like, one of the uh, computer wizards. You know who I'm talking about? No. Anyway, I do. 
Guns are too easy to get, 326. It's the American effing way, 293. You bet your sweet ass it is, man. Get angry, get a gun, and blow a bunch of people away, or at least one or two, but preferably a whole bunch of them. Schmidt happens, 119. That's a good excuse. That's the American excuse. Oh, yeah, crap happens. Isolated incident, 96. Sure, nobody gets shot in America. Don't F with my guns, 63. It's good to notice that we're not getting a freak today by the uh, FFURP, uh, uh, whatever that is. There's mm -hmm. that kid again with those glasses. Uh, that's what I'd be worried about, anybody, whether they're Asian or not. That wears glasses like that? Now, how come his forehead, is that just a shining, a reflection on his forehead, or is, it, he's oily, is he like sweating? Is that the mark of the beast? I think it's the mark of the beast, if you ask me. Looks like the beast sat on his forehead. Don't F with my gun, 63. And I don't care, 16. Isn't that lovely? I bet you had that by the Buckinghams. Or is I it Don't You Care? I always, I always call it I Don't Care, and that's not the name of the song. It's Don't You Care. I think you're right. And where's Goodbye to Love by the Carpenters? Downloading. Gonna... It is? Yeah, just wait. <laughs> oh, we got so many things to look forward to today. I got a headache just thinking about it. Like Woodbine. See, I missed a whole week at Woodbine being in Amsterdam. Not good. In fact, that was probably the week I would have gotten lucky at the good machine. But you know what? Didn't make any difference because I still got lucky. You were right the second time. Don't, don't you care? Don't. Yeah, I, I know that. That's what I said. Right. I said I always call it. I don't that's care. Verifying it for you. That's not the name of the song. Don't you care? I mean. Right. Right. The Buckinghams, which is contemporaneous with, of course, the Crying Shames. Now, did I put that in the? Uh, oh, I did. It, it, it makes me want to cry because they were so good. I mean, you know, not that they'd still be around or anything like that, but it was such a good group, and they just, like, vanished into thin air. It's a crying shame, you know? Don't you just love that? It could be we're in love. And, of course, up on the... I, I do. I actually do. And even Chris liked it a little bit. And I'm not just yeah. saying that to yep. agree with you because you know how I hate to do that. Except behind my back. Right. George actually doesn't talk behind my back. He agrees with me behind yeah. my back. But to my face, he always is disagreeing. my reputation. It makes for a much more entertaining show. Mm -hmm. I can't stand. There's nothing worse than having somebody kissing your ass on the, oh, don't you agree? Ha, 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 ha. Oh, whatever you say, the I man, I man. That Charles ah. that did the news there on the I man. That's, that's about the best thing that happened on that is that Charles is probably out on the street looking for a job, too. Oh, he's probably, they probably got him doing news on FAN or something. Wouldn't you think? I imagine. A butt sucker like They're union man. up there, so... Yeah, you know. I man. Well, I man. And that Bernie McCork, Gork, uh, all those guys. What a, what a bunch of losers, including Sid the Kid Rosencrantz, who must be really uh, down in the dumps now that he hasn't got a show to go back to and a job to go back to. Too bad, Sid. You suck. You're pathetic. Even in New York, they hate Sports Radio 560. Good morning, Americans. It's Paul Harvey. Stand by for news. A young ventriloquist is touring the clubs and one night is doing a show in a small club in a small town in Arkansas. I'll say it again, it's a small town, a small club in Arkansas. With his dummy on his knee, he's going through his usual dumb blonde jokes when a blonde woman in the fourth row stands on her chairs and begins to shout. I've heard enough of your stupid blonde jokes. What makes you think you can stereotype women that way? What does the color of a person's hair have to do with their whole worth as a human being? It's men like you who keep women like me from being respected at work and on and on and on and on. 
The ventriloquist is embarrassed and begins to apologize when the blonde yells, You stay out of this, mister. I'm talking to that little jerk on your knee, Paul Harvey. Good day. Good day? 10.46, 14 before. Now, let's see. Let's take a look at the schedule. Did I do the schedule yet today? Because, obviously, everybody's on the edge of their seats waiting to see who's on first. Mad Dog at 2. The Power Hour with Mad Dog and Hank together, 4 to 5. Humper, 5 to 6.30 in the studio. If we can sandwich him in there with a crowbar. Marlon on deck at 6.30. Marlon's in the Mets at 7.05. Well, at least that's a different opponent anyway. Marlon's in the Mets, 7.05. And game night after the game with Eddie Kay till 1 o'clock in the morning. It's like a bird flew into the room. Oh, I can't believe it. No one ever cared if See, we got to get all the way to the last part there, where the uh, guitar goes nuts. Oh, I love this. Oh, we can we can arrange that right now. Not that you went too far. You're too far in. You went too far. Back that baby up a little bit. When it's out, back it out. You're Here we too go. Far in. Here we go. Here it is. Ah! That uh, actually it's gone. The pain in my groin. You'll be relieved yeah. to know. I'm relieved. It wasn't really a pain in the groin. It was just I was sitting kind of like in a strange position. Yeah. Like a fat guy. Glenn in Danbury, Connecticut writes, and I'm really getting a little aggravated with Glenn. I have no idea who he is, but I'm still aggravated with him anyway. He says, I know you're now disavowing Keith Olbermann. I'm not disavowing him. I'm not watching him. I don't want anything to do with him. I am not going to recommend him. I'm not going to uh, uh, just screw him. Hubman and dreared, as they say in Yugoslavia. I always say as they say in Yugoslavia, and there ain't no Yugoslavia, so that goes to show you. But last night, says Glenn, he made a valid point that nobody recognizes the 32 kids that were killed in Iraq last week who were about the same ages as those killed in Virginia with the same aspirations of getting an education if they got it alive. Well, he's full of crap anyway because everybody recognizes that if they care about it, is that these all these uh, soldiers that are over there, most of them are like under the age of 100, and most of them got their whole lives ahead of them, or at least they did have, and the ones that come back with like no legs and with no arms and no eyes and no head and stuff like that, it's a bad thing, Glenn. It's a bad thing. Like, that was really profound, okay? I'm sick and tired of kissing Keith Olbermann's ass because he was the one guy that had the balls to come on there and rip Bush and ass that he so richly deserved. Big deal. Big sinus, okay? It's old news now, Keith. 
And it was a really, now wasn't that interesting, that guy that called in, we never would have known that yesterday, about telling us about the feud that was going on between Oberman and uh, Imus, all those for three years? Yeah, they had no idea. And that Oberman was uh, behind the scenes trying to get uh, Imus fired all the time. And as little regard as I had for Imus being, I mean, a dead man in a chair and making $7 million a year for mumbling blah, 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 every day, uh, regardless... I'm not into those kind of people, the backstabbers. Have you got that by the OJs, the backstabbers? I bet no, you I do. I bet you got Lipstick Traces by the OJs, too. That's one of my favorite songs. Now, these faxes that are coming over, these aren't with the new uh, toner, are they? Yes. The toner is in. Oh, wait a minute. Two cans of it. Thank you, Angie. You know, I, I love her. Two cans of it. Well, two cartridges. She ordered me a couple. One they for don't now. They come in cans. What, what are you I talking was, about? Oh, come on. Give the me some slack. Thing. The cartridges. Box. The boxes. <laughs> the, yes! the packages. Yes! Tubes. Yes! 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 And here's a uh, test. Yes! Here comes a test that you're yes! yes! Test. Yes! And it actually came through. Yes! 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 Now, what did Let's hear it for Jolly Joe yes, Bell, baby. Yes, what did you want to hear by yes, the OJs? Yes, Backstabbers. Yes, no, the second one you said. Yes, lipstick Traces. Yes, well, wait a minute. Wait till the guy's on his Lipstick Traces. Yeah. No, I don't have that. Oh, that's a good song. Yeah. This is the Backstabbers. Yes, it is. Do they grunt? Is this one of those ones they grunt in? I like it when they grunt. Yeah. Yeah. Always makes a song extra special when they throw yeah, a run in there. Run. Mm-hmm. Makes it sound like they're enjoying themselves when they're recording it. Well, there, somebody's enjoying them, yeah. 9.54 on the pole already, man. We are kicking big, smelly South Korean ass. And I'll start with that ethnic stuff again. Telling you. This is a song about George who likes to talk behind my back. All the time. Just ask Chris. Friend, Big Dave, who also likes to talk behind my back. We George, call you a matter of fact. What they do. It. What they do. See, there was no. It was no. what they do. So you what they do. They'd be talking behind your back. Wow, so you got a cartridge in there. The first fax has already come across here in the four. I want to thank Angie officially. I love her. I think she loves me. Uh, who is that? She's the uh, the sales uh, secretary assistant uh, who uh, who pulled this off for me. Got the office people to she drive it off for you? Yeah. <laughs> And how did we swing that? In other words, the station I is begged, actually paying for two yeah, toner cartridges. I begged, I crawled over there on my hands bucks, and knees. You're 70 bucks American, eh? I said, Angie, I'll do anything you want, any way you want me to do it. Yeah, I bet you would. cartridge right now. I'm sure of that. And, without uh, the cartridges, yeah, and she ran like a son of a bitch. she did it. Lickety split. <laughs> like I said. Uh-huh. Woo! Okay, let's get back to the important stuff, okay? Identities of two more shooting victims confirmed. I'm going to tell you, they're sure taking their time. It's Wednesday already. From Penn State, Jarrett Lane. A senior civil engineering student from Narrows, Virginia. See, this is the tragic part. Like I told you, a country where, you know, human life is like, like refuse, like garbage. It's just like uh, it doesn't mean anything. That could never be a great country where human life is as cheap as, uh, as tap water. Cho Sung Hui exhibited warning signs long before his early shooting spree on the Virginia Tech campus. Fellow students and professors be saying... As disturbing details emerged about the resident alien from South Korea, students gathered by the thousands in the heart of their campus last night for a candlelight vigil. They were all going, Baruch HaTah, and this is in Blackbird, Virginia, no less, Baruch HaTah Adonai, Baruch HaTah and they started drinking the wine. Meanwhile, one professor recalled being so concerned about Cho's anger that she took him out of another instructor's creative writing class and taught him one-on-one. Ah, ha, ha, I'll bet she did. One-on-one my ass. 
the former chairwoman of the Virginia Tech English Department, Lucinda Roy, oh, we were uh, into her yesterday, said the anger Cho expressed in the fall 2005 course was palpable, if not explicit. It was palpable. Ooh. Don't you love that word? The anger was palpable. You could feel it. You could smell it. Ooh, it's like crawling all over your body like a bunch of red ants. And Tuacho's former roommates also described his behavior as unusual, saying that he had spoken of suicide and stalked three women. Maybe he was just horny. You think that was it? Authorities confirmed that Cho had been investigated last year for stalking a woman in person and by email. Roy, meanwhile, said the writings by Cho, an English major, were disturbing enough that she went to the police and other university officials to seek help. The threat seemed to be underneath the surface. She said they were not explicit, and the threat was the and that was the difficulty the police had. Yeah, they had a lot of difficulty, obviously. His instructor and fellow students also found his behavior in class inappropriate. He was taking photographs of students without their permission, especially <laughs> oh no, especially under the desk. She said, "Rectum." Wow. Now, that, have you heard that? No. That's the first I heard that part of the story. He was taking photos of students without their permission, especially under the desk. Perfect. But without a clear threat, nothing could be done, and Roy made the decision to instruct him apart from other students. Taking photos of students without their permission under the desk, in other words, from the waist down. Well, maybe if they'd have worn some clothing to class, maybe he wouldn't have been taking them pictures. Well, what is that all about? I mean, how, how can that go on? What do you mean, how can that go on? You just reach under your desk and snap, snap, snap. That's what I'm saying, but how can that continue to go on without him getting physically dragged out of there and saying, hey, this is right. a crazy person, and you know how we feel on this show about crazy people, don't you? <laughs> yeah. You especially. George gets real nervous about crazy people. They're poison. 960 votes on the poll. I told you we got 1,000 licked, and boy, Chris is really impressed. That's why he took off yesterday. Because the pressure, of course, I think you were a little bit nervous about not having I hate this poll as a crutch to fall back on. Yeah, I had to take that first day off to What's your take it? on the shootings at Virginia Tech? 960 votes. I bet you if I click that thing there, 961. You see, there's another one. There's another one. Are all these kids Irish or something? No, this kid is named Taylor Reese Shapiro. He's Jewish, and he looks like that. He's a staff writer at Collegiate Times at Virginia Tech. He's Jewish with a name like Taylor Reese Shapiro. First of all, what kind of a Jew names his kid Taylor Reese, R-E-E-S? Obviously, he's got something in the mix. He's got something in the mix, like that pasty Irish complexion uh -huh. with a Jewish name. I see. He's okay. He would do in a pinch. What's your take on the shootings at Virginia Tech? Guns are too easy to get, 348. It's the American F and Way, 309. Schmidt happens, baby, 121. Schmidt happens. Isolated incident, 101. Don't F with my guns, 66. And I don't care, still 16. You 16 people, I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to find some angry South Korean guy. We're going to round your asses up, all 16 of you. We're going to like do it live on the air on the station. That'll give us some publicity. So I guess, I guess this is going to come out of that big promotional budget, those two toner cartridges that they finally bought today. You show. Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Excuse me. My, my bad. Excuse me. Any questions? Real American a-holes. Real American a-holes. We salute you, Mr. Karaoke Host at the Neighborhood Bar Guy. Mr. Karaoke Host at the Neighborhood Bar Guy. You lug your crap around night after night, just so some drunken slob can butcher Piano Man. It's five Your equipment is state-of-the-art. Your karaoke collection is the best. But you are 42 years old, and you still live with mother. Allie! 
Bring me my pay. You fancy yourself as an entertainer, but does it really take any talent to introduce Sue and Josh singing Margaritaville? Where's the song? Where's the song now? Sure, your cushy gig means you meet a lot of chicks, but they all smell like hot wings and look like John Madden. So we salute you, Mr. Karaoke Host at the Neighborhood Bar Guy, your MySpace page, your 9-volt batteries, and your post-it notes. You are a real American a-hole. Oh, the karaoke guy's got a MySpace page. Let's get him on right away. We have 1,329 friends on there, by the way. And, of course, the Serbian Stadion is uh, our newest. (laughs) What? What are you laughing about? That's a funny name. Why is that? The Serbian stallion who claims he lives in South Africa. He gets around, I guess. He likes to spread it around. But anyway, let's not start getting into that again, okay? 974 votes in that first hour. I bet you that Chris is just pleased as punch about that and probably even more pleased about the free food he got today. Now, did you guys get any charha today? Yeah. We got our, our chicken finger rations that we split. Chris didn't sound too enthusiastic when I asked that, so he gave me more. Well, no, I started answering, he answered too, so. Yeah, but you know, you say, yeah, nothing good. Well, you he's know? fantasizing about the day when we'd get our own food order of whatever it is instead of sharing chicken fingers that, you know. Chicken fingers, my them. ass. I'll bet they do. The Supreme Court upheld a nationwide ban on a controversial abortion procedure today. Bad news. Handing abortion opponents the long awaited victory they expected from the more conservative Nazi bench. The 5-4 to four ruling said the Partial Birth Abortion Ban Act that Congress passed and President Bush signed into law in 2003 does not violate a woman's constitutional right to an abortion. The opponents of the act <coughs> have not demonstrated that the act would be unconstitutional in large fraction of relevant cases, just as Anthony Kennedy wrote in the majority opinion. The decision pitted the court's conservatives against its liberals with President Bush's two appointees, Chief Justice John Roberts and the most unctuous Justice Samuel Alito, siding with the majority. Justices Clarence Token Thomas and Antonin Scalia, the most unctuous of them all, also, of course, were in the majority. It was the first time the court banned a specific procedure in a case over how, not whether, to perform an abortion. As Bill Monroe used to say, an abortion. Well, he was from New England. You know, he couldn't speak. Abortion. He used to be a host on Meet the Press once upon a time in America. Bill Monroe. I bet he's dead. Abortion rights groups have said the procedure sometimes is the safest for a woman. They also said that such a ruling could threaten most abortions after 12 weeks of pregnancy, although government lawyers and others who favor the ban said there are alternate, more widely used procedures that remain legal. The outcome is likely to spur efforts at the state level to place more restrictions on abortions. More than a million abortions are... See, the government can't keep their nose out of uh, your body. That's the... They, you know, they can't keep their nose out. Keep your nose out, you getskis, you crazy people, you. More than a million abortions are performed in the U.S. each year. According to recent stats, nearly 90% of those occur in the first 12 weeks of pregnancy, not affected by today's ruling. Not affected. Six federal courts have said that the law was in focus today was an impermissible restriction on a woman's constitutional right to an abortion. The law bans a method of ending a pregnancy rather than limiting when an abortion can be performed. Today's decision is alarming. Alarming! Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg wrote in dissent. She said the ruling refuses to take serious... Seriously, previous Supreme Court decisions on abortion. She said it's alarming. Well, what does she know? She's Jewish, you know. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I wonder if she's kind of Arnie Ginsburg. You know Arnie Woo Ginsburg from WMEX and yes. Adventure Car Hop? Yes. Let's go to Rockingham Park in Salem, New Hampshire. Now, what is this Chinese laundry thing? Is this a joke? Yeah, it's a joke, but I'm just excited to be able to fax something, so I'm not being real picky right now. Now, did you read it? Yeah. It's okay. 
It says, uh, funny, Chinese laundry. A woman was unhappy with the way her laundry was done at the local Chinese laundry, so she wrote a note and put it in the bag with the next collection of soiled clothing. Use more soap on panties. She got the clean laundry back and was still dissatisfied with the results, so the following week she enclosed another note, use more soap on panties. The Chinese laundryman became very annoyed, and when her clean laundry was delivered, it contained a note from him. I use plenty of soap on panties. Use more paper on ass, it said. Well, that's that's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, kind of amusing, though. Thank you so much, whoever sent that in. And it came over our fax machine, yeah. baby. It came being sent from that fax machine. It's now got a toner cartridge in it. Can you see how easy it is to change those mm-hmm. things? Now, what does it say when it says uh, change drum soon? When it says what? Change drum soon. Is that different than the toner? Does it actually say that? Yeah, I don't know what that means. Oh, no. The drum cost you like 300 bucks. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. I got one. Uh, I'm, uh, maybe I do have one sitting on the floor. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. So uh, you're going to be ordering one of those, huh? Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't know oh, what this I, I means. Mind, I wouldn't because they're sure not going to spring for it. So in other words, this reconditioned used the thing and had yeah. stuff in it that was like basically all out. Yeah. out. It's Porter reconditioned. Well, that's crap. Replace drum soon. The one good thing is the drum lasts for like uh, forever and a day. But you know something? Uh, not today because it's Woodbine Wednesday, but tomorrow I'll get on it. All right. You can expense that, you know. I'm not going to expense anything, okay? The kind of money that I'm making here, I'm, uh, it's just embarrassing. And believe you me, i got a whole new case of uh, fax paper in the uh, closet now. My closet is full, but no people in it, just uh, office supplies. i got six toner cartridges sitting on the floor, and maybe get some mow. Mow? While smoking marijuana is never... And you know something? Oh, here's a call. WQAM, hello. I put a bomb under Christmas. Right, okay. Yeah, you dropped a bomb all right. I can smell it all the way up here. While smoking marijuana is never good for the lungs, its active ingredient in pot may help fight lung cancer, new research shows. How do you like that? Smoke a big fat one and fight lung cancer. Harvard University researchers have found in both laboratory and mouse studies that THC cuts tumor growth in half in common lung cancer while impeding the cancer's ability to spread. The comp see, I think everybody needs to go to Amsterdam. You're one of them big tumors. Remember that line in the the movie, Great Santa? Tumors in trouble. Well, he didn't say that. Tumor would have said that. The compounds and talk about the stereotype. Oh boy, poor tumor. All he had to do was start singing that old man river. You know that that would have been bad. But too many nasty stereotypes. Every minority group gets stereotyped in the movies, on TV, every place you go. The compound seems to have a suppressive effect on certain fines of uh, uh, lines. This print is so damn small. Now, did you, yeah, you see yeah, it. Yeah, it is. And I said, yeah. On certain lines of cancer cells, explained Dr. Len Horowitz, another Jew, a pulmonary specialist at Lenox Hills Hospital in New York City. Another Jewish doctor, baby. Don't go to any goyim if you're going to go to a doctor. Although I go to that Dr. Bush at the uh, Cleveland Clinic. He don't sound. I don't know. Is he Jewish? I don't know. With a name like that? He could be. I'll ask him next time. Are you Jew? According to the researchers, THC fights lung cancer. He'll say to me, you mow? And I'll say, yeah. And I'll go back. Mow less. According to the researchers, THC fights lung cancer by curbing epidermal growth factor, EGF, a molecule that promotes the growth and spread of especially aggressive non-small cell lung cancers. It seems to go to ECF receptor sites on cells and inhibit growth, said Horvitz, who was not involved in the study. The findings are preliminary, however, and other outside experts urge caution. It's an interesting laboratory study. But you have to go uh, through enough 
additional animal studies to make sure the effect is reproducible and to make sure that there are no overt toxic effects, said Dr. Norman Edelman, another Jew doctor, chief medical officer of the American Lung Association. Are there any Goetia doctors? I sure hope not. Or dentists? I wonder, there, how, there I, I wonder how my old dentist guy is doing over there in Pembroke Lakes, Dr. Gary. Why? I got a great dentist here. He's Russian. The best. Tom, hey, slow down. Jew. I beg your pardon? Tom, slow down. The findings were, uh, now he takes his time, believe me. He likes to inflict a lot of pain. Remember I had that uh, couple of weeks there where I had all those den- that dun- dental stuff going on? Oh, I'm getting tongue-tied just thinking about it. And they jammed that rubber ball in your mouth, kind of like the one that Jennifer Connelly had there in uh, Requiem. And then, then when the dentist and the uh, hygienist get asked to ask, then I start getting really nervous. <laughs> You know, because you're like a captive. You're like chained out of that chair, you know, laying back in the prone position, and you got that rubber ball in your mouth. The findings. <laughs> I don't know what's so funny about that, but it just it just struck my funny bone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The fi- <laughs> just envisioning that is just a nauseating thought, especially my dentist and his hygienist. Oh, oh, gives me the creeps. They're going to be presented at the annual meeting of the American Association for Cancer Research in L.A. Lung cancer is the number one cancer killer in the world. And if you stop smoking those faggots, all you smokers out there, you wouldn't be having to worry about stuff like this. Lung tumors that overproduce the EGF receptor tend to be extra aggressive and don't respond well to chemotherapy. THC is the main active ingredient of cannabis, marijuana. It's been shown to inhibit tumor growth in cancer, but specific information on its action against lung cancer has so far been limited. Of course, it's been limited because, you know, the establishment don't want to come up with any good news about marijuana because then it's bad for business, bad for the DEA. It'll put all those bastards out of a job. See, that's, that's a right. self-fulfilling prophecy, that whole DEA thing, because they know that they're never going to stop people from doing drugs and getting stolen, whatever the hell they want to do. So they just continue hiring all these people and paying them a lot of money. So it's uh, just a bunch of crap, right. you know. I'll tell you one thing, it, it cuts down on domestic violence a lot. What's that? Pot. Oh, in your house, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, can you even begin to imagine oh. that George wasn't stoned most of the time? Now, Chris, we've, got, we've reached an epic moment here. Oh, geez, look at that. A thousand and two votes on the show, on the poll. What Not bad. We got here, huh? Not too bad. And it's just—it's the first break after eleven o'clock. I bet you're pleased as punch about that. I bet you're shocked. And it's probably because Miguel was doing the show yesterday. Five sixty QAM received a memo from our main artist. <clears throat> we at Beasley Reed have always believed the less money to be made, the less work to do. And we appreciate your efforts to please one another with sports-related faggery. But now that we're almost out of business, measures must be taken to raise our negative morning number to at least a point one by actually providing a product to sell in the morning. That being said, 560 QAM presents Imus and JJ. Which reminds me, you know what I haven't played in a while? <laughs> yeah, I haven't played that in a while. Where the hell are you? Are you like on Uranus or something? I'm over playing with this new fax machine over here, trying to uh, fax you something. 
Well, how difficult is it to fax something for crying out loud? Well, not. It's just where I happen to be at the time. 1,015 votes on the poll. You know what I'm thinking, Eric, because because it's Woodbine Wednesday, we'll let the audience in on a little... I mean, they already know this because I've talked about it before. But like on Wednesday early, I sent Eric, I faxed him an, a poll for the next day, for tomorrow, as opposed to doing it in the afternoon because I'm not going to be here in the afternoon. Get it? Got, got it. it. So he's already got it up there to switch. All right. Wouldn't that be something if we pulled a switch on him right now, a switcheroo? Ooh. All right. That sounds really uh, exciting. Let's. Do you want to do it? No. Uh, why not? Well, give me something to do this afternoon. Give you something to do? It takes like two seconds. Get out of here. Get out of here. The highlight of my day on Wednesday. I'm not listening to you. You can go home and take a nap. You know, you can shut off that thing on there. It's going to wake you up to change the poll. I'm printing this out right now. Here we go. When in doubt, print it out and pull switch. But a bing hit that thing. There it goes. Because I like this one for tomorrow. And it's also from uh, Charlie B. Charlie B. He's the poll man. Remember the soul man with Sam and Dave? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, this is the pool man, without Sam or Dave. Here's the new pool. In fact, it's going up there right now. Let's see. Uh, I'm voting for the first one, Crazy as Schmidt. I like the ones that got words in it that I have to change the word on the air, like Gucci bag, things like that. There we go. There's the first vote. It's Neil's vote, Crazy as Schmidt. Sam and Dave. That's not Soul Man, is it? Sure it is. I thought that's Hold On, I'm Coming. Is that what's going on? Huh? No. Hold on, I'm coming. It's different. Okay, that's enough. Yeah. Sounds like the Eddie K show. He's he's big and all that crap. I mean, that's a good song. Oh, that's Hold On, I'm Coming. Right. Well, we can't say that anymore, anyhow. So. Nope. I'm not be saying that on the radio. Notice that nifty talk up. 1,021 votes. Today's poll is closed at it. How do you like that? It's closed. If you missed out on voting on it, too bad. You lose. What's your take on the shootings at Virginia Tech? Uh, to be honest with you, what difference does it make what their take is? You know? well, what, what difference does it make? Because it's not going to stop. It isn't going to end anything. Nobody's going to As a matter of fact, i got an article in my gigantic pile here that Congress is like, uh, you know, they have no interest in um, any more gun laws. You know, Everybody should have a lot of guns and get pissed off, go out and blow somebody away. What's this fax you just sent me here on the new... Uh, it says, speaking of smoking pot, I'd be willing to bet Joyce's life on the proposition that 99.9% of these gun knights like the Virginia Tech killer were not pot smokers. By the way, why is it the, the media second-guessing the president of Virginia Tech, but none of them second-guessed W. and Cheney at all for not shooting down the plane that hit the second tower? Which was more worth the second-guessing? Excellent point, sir. Absolutely correct as usual, but don't confuse the media with the facts. And you want to know why you shouldn't confuse the media with the facts? The media is sick and needs help badly. Amen. Anyway, 1,021 votes. What's your take on the shootings at Virginia Tech? Uh, guns are too easy to get, 377. In America, anyway, go out and buy them like, uh, in a candy store. Hey, I'll have like two Mars bars, a zigzag, and uh, a zagnut. Not a zigzag. A zagnut. <laughs> and a zigzag. And a 45. Now, somebody said to you, I have a 45. Is that a, like a gun or a, a record? Yeah. Remember records? Yeah, I remember. Photograph records? All you punks out there that don't remember records, man, you have no idea what you missed. All the scratchy crap. Anyway, guns are too easy to get, 277. 
It's the American F and Way 323. Schmidt happens 130. Isolated incident 106. Yeah, nobody gets shot in America. These things just happen once in a blue moon by the Marcells. Blue moon. I bet you got it. I'm sure you do. Oh yeah, coming right. When it goes bump, 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 like that. Blue moon. Don't F with my gun, 68, and I don't care, 17. What I tell you, I knew exactly how it started. I don't think we can play it. I think you said something wrong. Joyce, would not approve of that, bitch. One more time, though. I like the bomba bombs here. See, that's nice. Okay, that's enough. The Marcells. Okay, let's take a look at the new pool. Here's the one we just put up, and now you don't have to change the pool. This is all the way for tomorrow. I like this. So this is pretty nifty. It's the Nifty 50. And how? I don't understand that. I, I, oh, I see. I went back. I didn't realize you could do that. That's very interesting. When a religion restricts you to certain foods on certain days or forbids you to eat them at all, that is blank. 27 votes on there pretty quick. Crazy as Schmidt, 17. Amen. I'll say amen to that. Don't be eating. I had my bacon this morning. You know, something is a protest. I might have some more. Hmm. I think during the next break, I'm going to make me up another batch of bacon, too. 27 votes. Crazy Schmidt, 17. Something I'm glad I have no part of for. Feh. I'm not participating in this bunch of crap. An idea foolish people came up with. Not God for. Certainly not. Hail God. A law you better comply with or you'll burn in hell, one. Hard for me to obey, one. Something I do because I'm weak, none. Something I, uh, I, a religious person, violate all the time, none. A sign of my obedience to God, none. And so unfair, I'm missing out on some good eats, none. How's that possible? Governor says, patience asked condolences be sent to the grieving families. Well, isn't that special? Does that make you feel better? No. Nope. That condolences are being sent to the grieving families. Let's send our condolences. Let's have another candlelight vigil. Let's say another prayer. Let's have, I see a little prayer. Now, do you have it by Dion Warwick or Urethra Franklin? Both. Both. Do you really? And? Well, hang on. Now, let's see. What else did I want? We got them all in there. We got good night to, uh, goodbye to love by the carpenters. What? That's, there we go. There's the Dion one. Yeah. It's a little uh, Burt Backwish. Did he not, did he not write rackage. it? It's did he back write rackage. all her stuff? Ooh, yes. Yeah, a little, a little too syrupy. And then... How'd you like that, huh? Nailed that bitch. Hey, how's your psychic hotline coming, by the way, Dion? Oh, this is urethra. Can we say that on the air? No. Urethra? She's really fat now, you know. That's why Hank likes her. Have you ever noticed that fat people like other fat people like me are like a cannon? Right, because you can relate. He's dead, by the way, William Conrad. That's I wonder why. That's my favorite why. TV cop show, because he was always waddling around like I do. You know, fat people are very uh, fond of other fat people. Dom DeLuise, I like Dom DeLuise. He's uh, hysterical. And, you know, the interest that never dawned on me, other than the feeding frenzy, there's not one drop in... Get the honey, Junior. ...from uh, Fatso that's uh, got his voice on You ain't the only... You're right. Well, it's not that there's that many drop-ins. We need more fatso drop-ins. Now, the feeding frenzy... You know, Chris hasn't seen I like that. Chris hasn't seen fatso? A fat slob like... I mean, Chris hasn't seen fatso? I have it with me. I just haven't watched it yet. You, uh, say that again? I have it with me. I haven't watched what, it yet. What do you mean you have it with, with it was, me? It was here in the studio, remember? George gave it to me, so he said, here, watch the damn thing. 
And why are you postponing it? Do you think it's going to make you feel bad about it? You think it's going to make you feel bad about fat? Is that what it is? No. I'm fat. I've been fat for like, uh, let's see, 1960, uh, how long is that? Almost 50 years I've been fat. I've been fat a long time. Since I went to Boston in 1961 or whenever the hell it was. Boston. Boy, you talk about good food. Man, man, oh man. Prince Spaghetti House. All those great sub sandwiches there. A nice have. And, of course, Brigham's Ice Cream. You don't mess with Brigham's Ice Cream. Those little, those horny little hot fudge sundaes. Mmm. Mmm. Makes me think of uh, the Serbian Stadion, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I got news for you, being the old perverted fag that I am. It doesn't take me too much to think about the Serbian Stadion. A lollipop, little boy? Uh, no! Absolutely. Seven noon at QM, and it's almost lunchtime, so I have me a little of bacon for lunch. I had bacon for breakfast, bacon right. for lunch. Mmm, that's good. Nice and real. Can you hear how crispy it is, crunchy? Mmm. Mm. Not good to be doing that before I read this article. And it's a very important article. It says Bush almost human by Timothy Gatto on SmirkingChimp.com. Or is that Gatto, as in Gatto del Sol? What does that mean? The only a good cat is a dead cat rotting in the means. sun? Is that what that means? He says, the only thing that George W. Bush will be remembered for is that he almost did something right. He almost got bin Laden. He almost got elected president legitimately. He almost destroyed the nation. And he almost finished his term before he got himself impeached with a little help from Dick Cheney and Alberto Gonzalez. The last almost is a work in progress. I hope that he realizes that going to Virginia Tech 
and making that heartfelt emotional speech wasn't fooling anyone. This man doesn't understand the concept of needless death. He doesn't really understand the pain a loved one feels when they're told that they'll never see their child again, for no matter what the age of a person, to their mother and father, they will always be their child. If he truly knew the meaning of needless, wanton death under cruel circumstances, he would never have begun his failed war in Iraq. He went to Virginia State, but he never went to see Cindy Sheehan camped out in his driveway. He minimizes the death that manifests itself in Iraq day after day. The government won't allow pictures of caskets with a flag over them loaded into C-5A galaxies. God forbid that our people see those caskets and understand the true meaning of war. There was good reason to go to Virginia Tech. Did you just crack your knuckles again? Or did no, I, I dropped my that? pen. You did what? Dropped my pen. Did he drop his pen or crack his knuckles, Chris? Dropped his pen. Okay. I'm checking now. All right. Because the rumor I'm hearing that if you crack your knuckles too much, you get arthritis. Yes, you do. It's a bunch of crap. I've been cracking my knuckles all my life, and I ain't got no Me arthritis. Me too, since I was a And that's because I take fish oil capsules, by the way. Is that it? Omega-369. Didn't think you liked fish. Can't stand fish. That's why I take it in capsule form. There was good reason to go to Virginia Tech. The parents and friends of those students senselessly gunned down by another maniac this society has produced, and more important to his political standing than the parents of the soldiers that die in Iraq. The soldiers who die in Iraq, in the most part, didn't come from wealthy families and could probably not pay for tuition, which was probably the biggest reason they joined the service. This is something I know a little about, for I was a recruiter when we had more sensible government. I'm not saying that the soldiers are somehow more important than those who died of Virginia Tech. A life is a life, and a young life coming to a violent end is the worst possible thing one can imagine. What I will say is that we'll hear days and weeks of introspection on what happened to Virginia State and follow the story minute by minute until all that can be said has been said. Not so those who die in Iraq for reasons so intangible that the government has changed their mission many times. We know why they're dying, not to stop terrorists from coming over here or because they hate us for our freedom or because we want to free the Iraqi people. We're doing it so that the American oil companies can get their hands on Iraqi oil and make us pay as much as they can get from us. The president almost succeeded at a few things, but always came up short. Always. One thing he did succeed at was to make the defense contractors billions of dollars. He succeeded in spending over $420 billion and spreading it around enough so that his base and family will be forever grateful. He succeeded in making himself the most hated man on earth since Adolf Hitler. There's one question still left unanswered. When history looks back on the Bush administration in the future, what will they say about our former government? Will they say that he almost installed a dictatorship on the American people? Let's hope that the word almost will be the operative word. If not, we'll be reading what they want us to read. Pretty good crap, huh? Yeah, you go, Tim. El Gato del Sol. How's Luis Miguel doing? How's my good friend, uh, what's his name doing? Enrique. Say out of sight, out of mind. Enrique. My good friend, what's his name? Boy, that's bad. Remember Enrique used to send me all his... Uh, yeah, of course you do. I always sure. ask you that. You always say, mm -hmm. sure, yeah. Maybe yeah, because sure. you set fire at all the cutouts that you had in the studio. He doesn't like you anymore. Since I did what? Since we set fire to all the stand-up cutouts that you had in the studio. No, oh, that's Replaced bad. them with, the uh, you know, women. With women? I yeah. got news for you. He's prettier than a lot of women I've seen, Enrique. Yeah, that's... Not a good thing, necessarily. <laughs> but even you have to admit it's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's bad. I'm either getting choked up or it's the bacon. Look at that. Two stalking complaints against Cho in 2005. Anybody out there stalk somebody? We're going to kill your ass. How do you like that? Simple as that. Don't be stalking because you're going to quit walking and breathing. How's the new poll coming? 91 votes. 
Now, let's see. Is it, is it still no meat on Friday or did that go out with um, a bunch they, of other crap? They canceled that, but there are some traditional Did they change their mind on that because like the Pope yeah. is brats? That's right. Mm. God changed his mind. Again. Did God change his mind? Well, he tends to be a fickle son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah, even though the Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Guess what? Yeah, not, that's not what I heard. That's right. In fact, didn't he do that song by the Spiral Staircase, I Love You More Today Than Yesterday? Remember that song? Yeah, we're going to hear it in a second. Are we? You got it? Boy, this Chris Bacon man's enough to give me, like, sexual assignment. In fact, if I could find the uh, Serbian stallion while eating Chris Bacon, I don't like this song. What's wrong with it? I just don't like it. It's just, uh... It's only know. ever said nice things about you. Well, too bad. And whoever heard of them, a gene, by the way. This is it. Really it. Ah, I smashed. <laughs> oh Choking? Yeah, you, keep playing it. Do you need the Heimlich? Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, I should have played a little game over there. What, what a perfect chance that would have been to do it. Just to dummy up for about a minute. <laughs> you would have been in such a cold sweat, man. Yeah, whatever. Panic. Then, no, of course, you'd have said, he didn't even change his will yet. <laughs> that whole business with my will. Oh, it is. It's high comedy. You know, that, that, that's a good, a good song, by the way. I Will by the Beatles. Remember, was that on the White sure. Album? I Will? Yes. I bet you don't have that. No, no chance. Oh, it's an album cut. It was never a single. Have you got album cuts in that library of yours, too? Yeah, I have a lot of them. What the hell? I didn't mean to do that. What's that? Whatever I didn't want to play. Oh, oh, God almighty, where the hell is it? Yeah, uh, this is, well, I sort of have it. It's the instrumental version. Oh, it doesn't count. I own the white album. Now here's Jerry Lee Lewis's Greatest Hits by Mitch Miller. Yeah, I mean, what, what is this? I mean, I have the whole album. I just haven't scanned it into the computer here. The white here's album. Here's Elvis's uh, number one hits by the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Here's Johnny Mattress, the African Queen. Chances are... He oh, actually uh, sang with a lisp, but you do know that, don't you? Yeah. I like his uh, <clears> Christmas, uh, Christmassy stuff. Was all right. Yeah. He did a good job with Ave Maria, though. Yeah, I see. In fact, I think when we come back after the break, maybe we ought to play Ave Maria by Johnny Mattress. You got it. Or is that Johnny Dollar Mattress? 97 votes on the poll, not bad. I think this bacon is uh, going to my brain. My junior, honey. A Bahamian judge has just ruled in the paternity suit over Anna Nicole Smith's baby. And Nicole Smith's former boyfriend, Larry Burkhead, is the biological father. All right. Yeah, now we got our uh, priorities in, in, uh, in, in order. Our ducks in a row, as they say. I just ate the last piece of bacon, so. Mm -hmm. You'll be pleased once I wash that down. Now, who's this, um, uh, this guy? Which guy? That they got on CNN right now from oh, uh, Virginia Tech. My flesh show. He I don't know. Nice hat. He looks sick to me. Nice headgear, baby. He's an engine guy. And the other guy's an engine guy too. Can't you tell? Yes, he's brown. Mm-hmm. 
Well, there's other brown people who aren't Indian. I know, but he looks it. Well, that's because he's sitting next to the guy with a turban on. Mm-hmm. Or whatever you call that thing. What do, what do you call that? Turban. Thing that the engines wear. Turban. Can you imagine the things that are crawling around underneath that? Oh, my God. Shouldn't say that. Cab drivers will get upset. That's Thank God right. I got a lesbian ease cab driver here. He'll be picking me up right at 2. It's already a quarter to noon. 14 till 12 on Woodbine Wednesday, folks. What's that all about? Oh, and the slots are open at Pompano. You know, Duff, next time he comes in there... Yeah. Remind me to say one thing to him. You fairy! Yeah, I've said that before. I don't before. think he'll forget. Yeah. I mean, it's just... Look at that. Uh, at least 157 killed, 100 and some other odd injured in Baghdad bombings. And now we interrupt the Virginia Tech stuff to show this on CNN for just a few moments. Or perhaps that's a neighborhood. Yeah, perhaps it's a neighborhood. Perhaps it's out in the middle of the Yenemsveld, nowhere, uh, whatever the deal is. But there are a lot of uh, crazed people going bananas You know, there. it's a good thing we had that surge. Can you imagine the kind of chaos that would be going oh, on? Oh, I know. I remember Serge Savard played for the Montreal Canadiens. How about those hockey playoffs? Uh, any interest? No. How are the Panthers doing? They win any games yet? No. Lose no, any? How no, about the Leafs? No. All right. Let's take a look at the poll, okay? 112 votes. When a religion restricts you to certain foods on certain days or forbids you to eat them at all, that is blank. Crazy as Schmidt, 47. What do you expect from this heathen crowd? And thank God for that. Thank God for that. Damn God. That's right. That we got a bunch of heathens out there. We found people with a with an IQ bigger than their thumbnail, bigger than their left testicle, even the women. An idea to uh, an idea of foolish people came up with not God, twenty six. Foolish people. The same foolish people who invented God, by the way. I just mentioned that in passing. Something I'm glad I have no part of twenty four. Feh. I'll eat whatever the hell I want to eat, okay? Especially in my case, what difference is it going to make? If there was a hell I'm already gonna burn there for a long time, man. I'll be crispier than that bacon I just enjoyed so much. A law you better comply with or you're burning hell, five. You're going to burn it in on the lake of fire, baby, because the Lord uh, God is a merciful God. And yada, 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 right. And he gets pissed off a lot, even though he's perfect. Hard for me to obey, four. A sign of my obedience to God, three. Obedience to God, my ass, okay? That's the a.k.a. weakling, simpleton, simple-minded weakling, lemming, sheep, ostrich, flamingo. That, that to me, I, you know, I, I, Hialeah was beautiful once upon a time before John Bernadette destroyed it and the hurricane. But watching that guy who used to blow the whistle in the flamingos, were you ever there? No, I saw it on TV, though. He would, he would, they, it was feeding time, and all the flamingos in the infield, in the middle of the lake there at, at Hialeah, and the uh, trainer, whatever the hell he was, he would blow the whistle, and they would all line up and goose step because they knew it was feeding time. And they would goose step in the line. And that's the human race. Flamingos. Something I, uh, when a religion restricts you to eat certain foods on certain days or forbids you to eat them all, something I, a religious person, violate all the time, too. Well, you're going to burn in hell, too. How do you like that? No matter how religious you are, because the Lord doesn't make exceptions, okay? It's not like be a good person and believe all the bull crap except when you feel like it, okay? You're going to burn in hell. So go ahead and have a good time. Get a, Eat trafe today. Something I do because I'm weak, one, and so unfair. I'm missing out on some good eats, one. 122. The whole, this whole concept of life as an ongoing ritual, man, that's pathetic. That is tragic. Zare tragic, baby. Pathetic. Life as a series of rituals. Don't eat, eat meat on a Friday. Although I do like macaroni and cheese. Too bad it's all carbs and it makes me sick. That's right. See, that's another thing God did with this diabetes crap. 
He knew, he knew damn well that ice cream and macaroni and cheese and pasta, basta la pasta, he said. And I said, screw you, God. And then he, look at what he did to me. Just take a look at me and you'll see what he did to me. What, make you gay? No, he hit me with the ugly stick oh. and made me gay. Made me gay. We're going to take any calls today or what? We, we took that one. I'm trying to think. Was there somebody on it? I, I forget. It was on line two. I recall that. Don't remember it? No. <laughs> it was in the first hour. How about Chris? Do you remember it? You sure we took that call today? I would bet you, I'll bet you your life on it. How do you like that? That's how positive I am. Not, it was on line. Not only did we take it, it was on line two. Okay? I think you're thinking of yesterday. No. See, and there's line three. That one ain't on there. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil? Yes, sir. Hey, how you doing? All right. Um, um, well, uh, get, take last week and this week into perspective. Uh, last week when Imus made those remarks about the Rutgers uh, women's basketball team, uh, one of the basketball players on that team said her life was ruined. She, her, you know, it was ruined for the rest of her life. It yeah, somebody ruined. called her a name, right? Yeah. Silly and, and, bitch. And, and what is she Another thinking name. now? What is she thinking now that what happened in Virginia Tech? I mean, doesn't it? I mean, I wonder what that girl's thinking. Her life is ruined, but what about these students over here in Virginia Tech? What a nappy-headed hoe. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how are you? Okay, sir. I haven't been spending a lot of time this year uh, watching any hockey. Are the Rangers that good, or was it? Not interested. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty, and the answer is no, they're not pound five sixty, and they've arisen in singular wireless line. WQAM, hello. Uh, yeah, I, I am. Uh, the Pompano Harness track opened up the slots, and yeah. it's a shame that uh, it's a shame that Alan Finkelson's not alive to see it. You know. He would have well, really. What, uh, what does that mean? Pretty incredible. I mean. Well, uh, what does that mean? I, I mean, it's going to make uh, harness racing the uh, you know summer capital of harness racing. It's going to make it the best. The, the summer capital of harness racing. You mean the winter capital? Sir, you wouldn't know harness racing. Who is this? What kind of a, a retardo is this? Who is this? I know more about harness racing than you do. You know crap about harness racing. You wouldn't know Hervé Fillon from your ass. I think there's a left your green thing. Do you remember stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah, get out of my face. Tell me some trotters that used to race with Una de Mai. I got, give me a Varen, baby. Give me a Varen. Give me that Italian champion. Huh? Give me Wally Hennessy breaking up in the air and jumping up and down. Harness racing. The guy before him wants to talk about hockey, and this guy wants to talk about harness racing. I think they're and calling I from started to mention about Duff, okay, with pumping it with the slots. What's the story on that? Well, we didn't get in on the buy on it. You know something? 30 freaking years Pompano Park has been advertising on his show. I'm the only person in the media in this entire market who knows a damn thing about, who knows uh, any of these people. Mickey McNichol from Nickel and Dime. And Duff. Oh, jeez. Uh, what are we going to do, Neil? What are... Duff, a weak sister, baby. You fairy. That's QAM for you, okay? As they continue parlaying all of my 800 years in this business into a pile of dog manure. That's what they're doing to every one of us. Mad Dog, the Humper, take a look at everybody on this station. And it's the jo jo Jolly Joe Bell regime with his fat ass. That's, that's what's going on. But let me ask you something. What is going on? I have no idea, although I met the new general manager for Power in A6 in the tea room just uh, recently here. Did you really? And what was his name? A few minutes name? ago. His name is Thomas. Thomas Manning, and he's a very nice guy. Yeah. Tall Thomas guy. Wynn? Tom Tall Wynn. Guy. I bet this last guy, I don't remember Tommy Wynn jumping over the rail in Valley Frost. Do you? Valley Victory. Nice firm handshake. This guy wouldn't know Jack Ackerman from uh, Dirk Ackerman. 
Idiotic Dirk. WQAM, hello. They got the bocce ball over at the pocket. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning, sir. All right. Um, I sent you a picture on MySpace last night of a uh, dude on a bicycle. He had some speakers attached to it and stuff. Yeah. Did you check that out? Yeah, I, I deleted it, yeah. Oh, uh, that's all. Okay. It was a black kid. With, it was very tasteless and a very bad taste, and I deleted it, just like a lot of the rest of you that send stuff that, you know, is uh, racially uh, offensive and disgusting. I delete that, too. Guess what? I look at every single piece of it and delete, 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 okay? That's my new hobby now. I eat and I delete. And ain't that sweet. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Hey, I okay. want to know, are you going to be at the uh, QAM draft party, the Dolphins draft number nine? Hello? Five six seven oh five sixty. You can take your QAM draft party. You can take the NFL draft and stick it where the cockamoon shines, okay? Sick, really sick. And like you've been saying for a long time, man, you can't tell these people anything. You can't tell them nothing. Well, there's this kid from Wichita State. He's 240 pounds. He's a middle linebacker. And if the Dolphins just get lucky, you know, sure, I care about Brady Quinn, but not because he plays football. I'm going to tell you right now. And sure, do I care about football? Yeah, right. It's the 18th of April. I'm really in a football kind of mind. You know what? One. Trick pony, baby. That's South Florida. And they don't even really know nothing about football either. Nothing. So who did your favorite version of Old Man River? There's an old man called Mrs. See, personally, Paul Robeson. Oh, it's going to do this. Oh, it's jumping in a hopping. the wait, yeah. Actually, the person that did the favorite version of it was at the uh, macaroni. Uh, ca macaroni oh, that's grill. right. I forgot all about that on the story. Table yeah. It was like Dutch shoes. He had those wooden shoes on or whatever those were. <laughs> Wouldn't you know it. Yeah. And right in the middle of a really great meal at the Macaroni Grill, they had this live entertainment, and we're screaming, please stop, stop, okay? Old Man River. I mean, that was, I think the word unnecessary comes to mind. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Unnecessary and also unacceptable, like most of your calls, by the way. This is Brady Quinn. Whenever I shave my balls, I listen to the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. Hey, expectant moms, want to enjoy a high-protein meal and give your baby a low sperm count? Grill up a porterhouse steak. Or maybe you're looking forward to a relaxing retirement without a bunch of screaming grandkids running around. Then try a delicious London broil. In fact, there are thousands of beef recipes that'll make sure your little cowpoke will be shooting blank. So tonight, put beef on your table, and in 30 years, you'll be glad you did. Infertility is what's for dinner. Trouble one at 560 WQM. Happy Wednesday to it. It's Woodbine Wednesday on QAM, whatever the hell that means. And don't forget, you can go to Pompano and pretend you're at Woodbine, right? And you right. find a good machine and plunge your guts out. Tell Duff that he's an idiot. And tell Steve Wolf the same thing, by the way. Hey, Steve, uh, you're just out of touch. You're just uh, tragic. 175 votes on our second poll of the day. We did 1,000-plus in case you missed the first one. Boy, it was exciting. Wasn't it, wasn't it exciting, Chris? Oh, no. yeah. Hey, look, this guy was taken to a mental health facility in 2005. In 2005. What when George you let them out. About crazy people, and when in doubt, they let them out. you know they're a crazy the person. Same. That's the American effing way. They knew he was a crazy person. They took him to a... Uh, 
afraid Cho was yeah. suicidal. Police got back in touch with Cho, uh, and uh, they asked him Cho if he would talk to a counselor. They, they say he voluntarily did, that a temporary uh, detention order was obtained, and he was taken to a mental health facility where they believe he was... I take it back. He's pretty ugly. This, of course, all happening at the same time that he came... Maybe that's why he got all freaked out. Maybe because he was so ugly. You think so? Maybe that's why I kept snapping him uh, snapshots under the uh, desk. Yeah. Maybe he just couldn't get no action. Oh, there's Chief Flincham again, man. Chief Flincham. Wouldn't it be great if his name was Chief Ketchum? That would be even better. But nothing's perfect. 12.03 at QM. we got no Marlin game today, so we might actually have to stick around until 2 o'clock. Remind me at 1 o'clock that it's wood by Wednesday because I'm out of practice. Okay. Well, no, because then i got to start putting on my clothes, you know. It would be kind of stupid to go to Woodbine in my boxer shorts. That would be grotesque. Even I wouldn't do that. Although they deserve it. They deserve it. And then if I could find the management over there, I would just walk around and kind of like bend over and fart in their face. Say, here's what I think of your machines, man. Just fart right in their puss. Katrina Vandenhoeven in the nation says, beyond thoughts and prayers. She says, on this afternoon of national sorrow, meaning yesterday, President Bush offered his prayers to those who are suffering as a result of the enormous tragedy at Virginia Tech, as well as his support for a full investigation. His statement of grief came shortly after White House spokesman Dana Perino had voiced this uh, sentiment. The president believes that there's a right for people to bear arms, but that all laws must be followed. In other words, it seemed to me there was something missing in the response of the president and his administration, just as there was in the response to the Columbine tragedy. Perhaps Paul Helmke, president of the Brady campaign to prevent gun violence, put it best in issuing this statement today. Our thoughts and prayers go out to the families of the Virginia Tech community and to the families of the victims of what appears to be one of the worst mass shootings in American history. Eight years ago this week, eight years ago this week, the young people in Littleton, Colorado, suffered a horrible attack at Columbine High School. And almost exactly six months ago, five young people were killed at an Amish schoolhouse in Pennsylvania. Since these killings, we've done nothing as a country to end gun violence in our schools and communities. If anything, we've made it easier to access powerful weapons. We've now seen another horrible tragedy that will never be forgotten. It's long overdue for us to take some common-sense actions to prevent tragedies like this from continuing to occur. And Katrina says it's time to move beyond thoughts and prayers. Hold your breath, Katrina. It ain't going to happen. Because that's not the American effing way. Guns are what it's all about, baby. Shooting people, blowing them away. Bombs, big bombs, bigger bombs. That's what it's all about. To show everybody how macho we are. Isn't that what it's all about? Like a, a machismo contest? Mm hmm. That's also fun. <coughs> well, it leaves me out. That's, that's a big thing with your people, you know. Yeah, my people. Authorities were worried that it was suicidal. They weren't worried that he might do some harm to somebody else, they were worried about uh, him being suicidal. Yeah, if only. Well, he did. He eventually yeah, well, you know, he should have taken the late, express route. A little bit late. Taken to a mental hospital in 2005. And there's that bitch. Freak. She told CNN American Mornings, John Roberts, she threatened to quit if Joe wasn't removed from her class. He said, you can't make it. And I said, yeah, I can. You know, kids, you know, uh, it, it, and again, I, I'm probably not doing a good job. But, you know, you talk to him and say, well, you know, this is not a point, you know. And you have to quit doing that because he was writing... Uh, just weird things. Weird crap, man. What she wanted to say is she was writing Weird Schmidt, but she didn't have the cojones to say it. There she is, by the way. Giovanni. That's the Italian lady. She wanted him out of his, her cl its class. Giovanni, whatever her first name is. Does it make any difference what her first name is? No, it's Mrs. Stella, Stella Giovanni. Mrs. Giovanni or Miss Giovanni. Hey, Stella! 183 votes on the second poll. 
Now, what are the other foods that are prohibited? We have uh, no meat on Friday, which, of course, the Pope has uh, thought better of that, you know. Because mm-hmm. he likes his meat. I can't tell you what kind of steak he likes, but nevertheless. Yeah. Cube! <clears throat> now, cut it out. Now, what? Uh, what's the other prohibited stuff? And the cat liquors? And any of this, uh, any of the your people that have all the dietary restrictions. The, are my people, the Arabs, is that what you're talking that's about? That's what I mean. The freaking Jews, right. is that you what you're saying? Semites now? with all your uh, cloven hoof business. Yeah, what's that Shellfish. got to do with Lent? Get bent if it's got to do with Lent. Now, is Lent fine? Does Lent end yeah, on Easter Sunday? I don't know. I'll go find a Catholic and ask him. Yeah, I believe it's over. Well, thank God for that. That Yentl soup, man, that they make, that is just absolutely the most grotesque. I, I don't want to say what it looks like, you know? Uh, Yentl soup. <laughs> Speaking of the dolphins, our Dave Joseph talked to Yentl Green. Yentl. What a market, man. What a market of dumbballs. Uh, just dummies. Anybody with an IQ larger than the thumb, get the hell out of there before it's too late. I'm telling you right now, I sure got out. And my IQ is about as big as my little pinky, which occasionally is a little stinky. All depends on where you put it. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. I got a big pile of stuff here, but you know what? I just I don't know. I just don't know. It just tears your kishkis out, you know, when you realize what you're dealing with. Like I said, have a good time, enjoy your life. Go to the track and plunge your guts out. And that guy, the, the guy with the hockey with the Rangers, that was bad enough. But then the other one that followed him, that that imbecile about Una de Mai, Irve Fillon, and Carmine Abatello, and Jimmy Marone, and all this other crap. What are you talking about, sir? I could, I could sit here and name harness drivers that you never heard of, okay, for hours from now until midnight. Put the audience into a coma. Yeah, maybe you will. I just might, just to piss that guy off. Give me a song that's how smart he is, what he knows about harness racing. And my good friend Alan Finkelson. What, what did he give a crap about slots? He cared about slots, but not the kind we're talking about. There won't be another Alan Finkelson, I'll tell you that, ever, ever. I will. There's the Beatles. That's right. Hook him, get it. Now, how'd you get that? Oh, I know, by hook or by crook. Crook. We might not have to answer that question. Good song. That's from and the White Album. And here's nice and clean. There's an old man called Mississippi. This sounds like a racial thing to me, to read, where you keep playing this over and over. Paul Robeson had an amazing Paul voice. Paul Robeson was great. And, and very dark, by the way. He wasn't just a dark guy. He was real black. I also like have it by Frank Sinatra if you want it sung by a no, really white guy. No, I don't want to hear Frank Sinatra doing Old Man River. Oh, my God. Seriously, were there any deeper pipes in this ever? Maybe, oh, I've seen a maybe few Jim pipes. Neighbors. Yeah, Jim Neighbors. Now, there's a guy. Holy cow. Oh, man. River keeps on uh, floating. All right, that's enough of that fact. WQAM, hello. Uh, when they put the horseshoe bitch down in the park, I was old. WQAM, hello. QAM, hello. Hey, good afternoon. Yes, sir. Um, you know, I'm pretty angry at what happened down at the beach. Um, for them to put uh, Perlman's name on that wall, those people on that wall didn't have a choice. They got plucked from their lives. And this guy, he went right into the fire looking for a story. But, you know, your people want to mix everything your, up. Your people? What does that mean, your people? <laughs> Jews, you know. <laughs> Jews? <laughs> the yeah, Jews, you Jews. Right? <laughs> but it's not fair, man, and, and I, don't, I don't think... Well, let, let me ask you, let me ask you this question. Who are your people, okay? What kind of Neanderthals are your people? Fat people. 
No, man, well, join the club, okay. No, he's okay. You got fat on the brain. See, he just said that because he knew I like fat people. That's right. Not necessarily. I like Fat Rich. He's dead, though. I like William, uh, what's his name? Conrad, Hung. he's dead. Where's some other fat people who are dead? All of them. John Candy, he's dead. Right. WQAM, hello. You think George can buy us a... Carol O'Connor is another one. He was fat. QAM, hello. Dead. Good afternoon, sir. How are you? Okay, sir. I... I... <laughs> I hate to admit it, man, but I, I swear, next time management ticks you off, you should do all show tunes all day long. Honest to God. Next time who ticks me off? Management. Next time they tick you off. That ropes is... Well, I, I can play show tunes all day, every day then, because they always tick me off. This is not This is not something that like, comes and goes like a headache, you know. No, that ropes and thing. That's, that's great stuff. I don't care who you are. Well, uh, give George credit for that. I didn't find it. I pulled it out of my ace. You know, That's what else I got in there. He's like we say in America, the ace in the hole, you know? Like ace hole. You want some show tunes. Go ahead, sir. Kill that. So we don't want no Julie Garland music. This show Come is already on, you love it. it. Go ahead, sir. No, no there's, there's show tunes with uh, Macho. Get out of here. <laughs> show tunes. <laughs> you fairy. Yeah. <laughs> These people are great today. They are good. I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's going to take a long time to beat that harness point, racing know. guy, though. Being in that. Uh, yeah, that guy was really good. Una DeMai. <laughs> tell me some of the horses that raced with Una DeMai and Stanley Dancer and Billy Houghton and uh, Del Miller and all these other ones, you know. Oh, my God. It just. I bet you this guy wouldn't know Lou Williams from Billy Williams. Floridians, dumb as dirt. Absolutely. Oh, you see her on the TV. Heather Mills with Carnegie. It's kind of bizarre. She's dancing with the stars because she's a dancing with one day. Well, it sure is quite a sight. Well, her prosthetic leg can fly. Well, if it seems to me, it's what we want to see because she's a dancing with one day. Oh, oh, she's dancing with one day. Dancing with one day. Her marriage is true. What is she trying to prove? Because she's a dancing with one leg. Known all over the world Now there's danger when she twirls Will they kick her off if her leg is lost Oh, she's dancing with one leg So folks are going to view And it's a pretty brave thing to do Yes, you take a chance when Heather tries to dance Cause she's a dancing with one leg Oh, oh she's dancing with one leg She's a dancing with one leg I don't think she'll lose cause she's got something to prove Top 17, maybe she's diabetic, maybe she had a leg amputated. Could be, and of course, I'm looking at this stuff. Now, the professor is out of control today. He sends me, remember we had that thing about the 10 most heart-threatening foods, that whole thing yeah, about the most, yeah, yeah. Uh, remember that? Yes. Well, now, the same website, MSN Health and Fitness has got 10 foods tough to digest. <laughs> All right, let's hear those. This, uh, this is not good. This is not good on a day when I'm going to Woodbine and a day when I might have a chance to lose an ounce. Fried chicken nuggets. Now, that I can live without. And you're eating that all the time, aren't you? Yeah, like just this morning. Chicken fingers, but what's the difference? Well, same crap, right. man. It says anytime you take a food, dip it in batter, and then deep fry it, you turn it into something that can be a, uh, a detriment to your stomach. If you already suffer from inflammatory bowel disease, IBS... Greasy foods are especially problematic, can cause symptoms like nausea and diarrhea. 
says Terry Giddis, a dietitian in Orlando. To make a healthier version, take frozen chicken nuggets or use your own breadcrumb batter on chicken breast and bake them rather than frying. There's nothing worse than fried. You've heard that I'm frying over here? Mm -hmm. That's what that comes from. The advice to forego fried uh, f food for al flavor alternatives is also helpful for other traditional greasy snacks like potato chips. To get the crunchy, salty sensation of chips without the unfortunate side effects, look for baked versions of potato chips or switch to lower no-fat snacks like pretzels, air pop popcorn, or soy crisps. Feh. Soy crisp, my ass. So know what chicken fingers, got it? Got it. Now, I'm just telling you, you're not going to listen to me, but I'm just I'm giving you good advice. Just like the thing with fries. I've been telling you for years, don't eat those freaking French fries. Like Jack Nicholson would say, there ain't no freaking French fries. Don't eat them. Oh, this next one didn't print out. I'll go back to the uh, thing here. It's uh, spicy foods, it says. And it shows a picture of, like some peppers on a plate. It says hot peppers, such as cayenne and jalapeno, give food a wonderful spicy kick, but they can also irritate the lining of the esophagus or the on the way down. The result, an unpleasant heartburn-like feeling after you eat. Heartburn. You're mm -hmm. going to be popping that BC powder, baby. Even if you try to cool the heat by adding sour cream, you're still getting all the spice and the same amount of irritation, says uh, Giddis. So rather than trying to uh, mask spots, spice with high-fat cream, opt for milder versions if you routinely suffer side effects. You got it? I'm trying to read this off the thing here. It's not, I mean, I could do it, but it's just more fun to fumble my way through. Now what? I can't stand this. Chocolate. I can't, I can't, I can't read this. I will, but I, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't even try to do it because it's right. against my religion. All right. It says, most of the unfortunate consequences surrounding the rich delicacy of chocolate come not from simply eating chocolate, but from overeating it. One small brownie and an occasional uh, treat probably is fine. A triple brownie uh, a la mode probably is not. Triple brownie a la mode. Doesn't that sound good? Yeah, mm. it does. Mm. Like a nice big brownie sundae, if you're a brownie hound. But anyone who suffers from gastroesophageal reflux, or GERD, like me, disease, G-E-R-D, GERD, can experience problems GERD. from even a small portion of chocolate. That, that is correct. That's because chocolate causes the lower esophagus the lower esophageal sphincter to relax, allowing stomach acid to come back up. Back at you is what it does. So no more chicken fingers, no more chocolate, no more jalapeno peppers, no more spicy foods, okay? And that's only the first three. Oh, no. No more citrus juice. Boy, the Florida, the, uh, the fruit uh, people, a lot of fruits in Florida, they're going to be all pedoed about this. It said these acidic risks can irritate the esophagus, uh, stimulating the sensory nerves to be, feel more inflamed. This might feel like acid reflux, but in reality, it's just irritation. Well, thank God for that. Drink that lemonade, baby, by the gallon. In the stomach, however, the extra acid of, of the drink can cause other problems. If you have uh, eaten, for example, haven't eaten, a big glass of uh, orange juice first thing in the morning, your gut is already full of acid. So adding the extra acid can give you a stomach ache. And if you're drinking lemonade that's sweetened with high fructose corn syrup, watch out. That huge influx of sugar is often a cause of diarrhea. Oh, can we say that? Diarrhea? Acid. Oh, look out! Look out! <laughs> oh, no. It's an influx of acid that causes diarrhea. Wild diarrhea. 
You know what I'm talking about? The kind where you mm-hmm. got, don't leave the house, stay close to home all day. Oh, and here's one, mashed taters. Now, that's one I don't have to worry about. I can't stand. First of all, when you're, you know, when you're diabetic, you can't eat carbs anyway. So if I'm going to cheat, I'm sure as hell not going to eat taters. And I'm definitely not going to eat mashed taters. Do you know anybody that eats mashed potatoes without either a lot of butter and or gravy on it? Yeah, of course not. Everybody. You do? You do? Oh, without all that stuff? No, no. It says, nothing seems more benign than a bowl of creamy mashed potatoes. After all, that's why they rank near the top of the list when it comes to so-called comfort foods. Feh. But if you happen to be one of the approximately 30 to 50 million Americans who are lactose intolerant, you'll find no comfort in these spuds since most are loaded with milk or even with heavy cream. Make them at home using lactose-free whole milk for the same cream, uh, cream, creaminess minus the after effects. In other words, you're going to be uh, your kishkis are going to be like falling out. This, this is disgusting. Hey, listen, these people know their crap, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Raw onion. Now this is bad news for me. This is getting to be worse and worse news. First of all, the chocolate, which I can't live without chocolate. I, I'll be dead without it. And now raw right. onion. What's the Who point of it? Whoever made a burger, even when I make wieners, man, I got to like slice up some raw onion. Mm-hmm. Onions and their Cousins like garlic, leeks, and shallots are filled with a variety of phytonutrient compounds, some of which seem to be uh, to offer healthy, heart-protective benefits, and some of which cause stomach distress, or could be the same compounds that do both. Cooking them seems to deactivate some of the problem-causing compounds, but on the chance that you're also deactivating some of the good stuff, dietitian Mary Ryan suggests using mix of cooked and raw, so you can reap the benefits without suffering. The, well, that's very boring, you know. That one's boring. I'll stick to my raw onions, okay? Thank you. Whether you like it or not, Mary. Mary rhymes with... You fairy. Oh, look at this. I, I, can't, I can't continue with this. No, you okay. got to now. <laughs> we need closure. Ice cream. Ice cream, number uh-huh. seven on the list. There's no quicker way to determine if you're lactose intolerant than to sit down with a big bowl of ice cream, or maybe a half a gallon is good. The bloating, cramping, and gas are clear messages your system is trying to tell you to stay away from such rich dairy products. If that's the case, the only solution is to switching to lactose-free frozen treats, such as those made from soy or ice milk. <coughs> but even if you're not lactose intolerant, sitting down and scoffing a pint of Ben and Jerry's in one sitting will still give you some stomach trouble. That's because it's essentially all fat, and fat triggers in the stomach a longer than other, uh, are, uh, it's gr- gross. Fat lingers in the stomach longer than other foods being generally uh, getting digested. I'm getting tongue-tied because all of my all of my foods are on here. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go on that Dr. Sanjay poop to diet. Although I guess if you want that orange juice in the morning, you'll be pooping all day long. Oh, and here's another one: broccoli and raw cabbage. I guess that's not gonna bother you. No, neither one. <laughs> Although I like yeah. some, uh, you know, slaw if it's good. Slaw, coleslaw, rancid. You mean like coleslaw that sits on the tables in delis for hours and hours and gets really? Yeah, rancid. I'd rather it not. Uh, oh be, yeah, be you like can almost that, you know. smell the rancid oh. in here. And you'll be pleased to know that when I was in Amsterdam, some of the same pizzas were still in the windows. You know that one place called Good Luck on the way to the red light district there by Chiquita's sexy shop with the big dildos mm-hmm. in the windows. The uh, Good Luck place has still got the same pizzas in the windows. And the same, like, big uh, pockets of botulism just throbbing on them. It's really exciting. He's 
the most wanted in the world, and we just can't seem to find him. He's a six foot four Arab dude. How hard could it be? Well, for all of these years, chances of finding him are slim. Tell me where in the world is Osama bin Laden? He's not in Afghanistan and nowhere in the Sudan. We'll never see him on TV. Why is he so camera shy? Well, he escaped from a bomber and joined the tribal clan. Just to double check, be on the safe side, 1232 at 560 WQM. So there's only, I think, three more of these. I, I enjoyed that earlier one a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks, whenever the hell it was, mm-hmm. 18 months ago. The other one about the uh, foods that are like, you know, all, all, they, they were just appetizing. Most of this stuff, well, broccoli and raw cabbage, I love broccoli. And you don't. Right. It says these fiber and nutrient-rich vegetables are incredibly healthy, but... They're also well-known for causing gas buildup in the gut. A lot of gas going on. You know that, Joyce? Too bad we can't play any of those sounds. Fortunately, the solution is simple. Cooking them or even just blanching them slightly will deactivate the sulfur compounds that cause gas. Oh. I don't know. Is gas all that bad other than, you know, occasionally? Well, it depends little, on who you're with. A little malodorous, and depending on where you're with them, like if you're applying for a job, stuff like that, it might not be the best idea. Or if you're, like, at the uh, harness track. Beans. Oh, what a bullet in there. Yeah. Oh, here we go again with your uh, beaner people. Mm-hmm. Beans have such a notorious reputation for causing gastric distress that they even spawned their own rhyme. Come on, it says you all know it. Beans, beans. The musical fruit. Yeah. Toot. The more you eat. Cute. The more you And then there is some truth to what it says. The enzyme needed to break down beans is found only in our stomach bacteria. This is all so disgusting. It's lunchtime. It's a good diet aid. I'm, and we have a charge for this. It's a service on this show. Make you want to puke your guts out and never eat again. It says if you don't routinely eat beans, you might not have enough of this enzyme to comfortably digest them. In other words, if you're not a beaner. The result, of course, is gas and bloating. <laughs> Cooking beans in soup can help. The extra fluid. Now, I do like, uh, what kind of soup am I thinking about that's got, like, uh, white beans in it? Pasta uh, fagioli. Uh, Pasta Oh, okay. Pasta fagioli. Cooking beans in soup can help. The extra fluid will help digest the large amounts of fibers uh, beans contain, and the extra cooking time will start breaking the beans down even before you eat them. By adding beans to your diet gradually, you'll help build up the enzyme necessary to digest them without any issue or without any tissue. I guess if you have an issue, sometimes there is a tissue needed. And last, and uh, this is not surprising to me, sugar-free gum. And you know what the first word in this little uh, rundown is? Begins no. with an S. Spearmint? No. Splenda? No. George Sugar. should know this. Sorbitol. Oh, that one, Yeah. The ingredient found in many sugar-free gums, candies, and diet bars and shakes can cause an uncomfortable buildup of gas in your gut. Oh, man. Gas in your uh, rectum behind. 
check the labels before you buy to see if you can find sugar-free products that use less troublesome sugar substitutes, as if there are any, you know. Maltitol and sorbitol and all, all these all, all these alls, you know, all of these All of these things. things. Amount is also an issue, Warren's guidance. Most people can handle two or three grams with no problems, but a product that packs ten or more grams of sorbitol will undoubtedly be tough on the digestion, and you will be you'll be staying close to home if you're smart. Rhymes with body part. Mm -hmm. So there's uh, some good advice for you, man. <laughs> there's some good advice. No chocolate, no ice cream, no sugar-free gum, no broccoli. I guess most people can handle that. Yeah. Brownies. Although, when, when the hell do you really eat brownies, you know? When's the last time you had brownies? Uh, I don't know. Last night? About, huh? Well, I had some Ben and Jerry's, and it was uh, the brownie, uh, what's it called? The stuff that's got the brownie brownies hound? in it? Ben and Jerry's brownie hound? Yeah, that's it. Don't be doing it. Next break, i got to start putting some clothes on, by the way. Don't Chris forget. Chris will remind me. Chris will remind me. Get, get the pantaloons on, old man. Because I want, from now on, because I'm so old and senile and feeble, you got to make sure that I'm, you know, fully clothed. We'll take you by the hand, Gramps. Yeah, please. And you can squeeze my bag a little bit, too, make sure there's no overflow. All right. 242 votes on the pool. And then, of course, we just finished with Pesach. And that, that, that should have been the one we talked about the most as far as dietary restrictions on holidays and all this other nonsense, this foolishness. Oh, you got to eat the matzah, baby. No bread. No leavened bread. What if, what if the guy that made the matzah, what if his name was Levin or Levin, huh? What if Sid Levin was making that would the, make sense. Wonder Bread? And it wouldn't have been unleavened, would it? That's correct. Now, good point. 242 votes. When a religion instructs you... Oh, wait a minute. This restricts you, I see, to certain foods on certain days or forbids you to eat them at all. That's crazy as Schmidt, 92. No, that's not crazy. What's crazy is that people obey it. That, that's what's crazy, that people go along with it. Well, the, the, the good book says, yeah, don't be eating, uh, what is it, the uncloven hoof? What, what, what is that the, all about? The cloven hooves, you know, pigs and uh, cloven hose? goats and whatnot. What about nappy-headed cloven hose? Crazy as Schmidt 92. Camel. An old foolish, uh, an idea foolish people came up with, not God 68. Something I'm glad I have no part of, 48. A law you better comply with or you're burning hell, 10. A sign of my obedience to God, 10. Oh, yeah. Hard for me to obey, 6. Let's kosher the house, what do you say, hey? Rhymes with gay. Something uh, I, a religious person, violate all the time for. We're going to turn your ass in. How do you like that? We're going to report you to St. Peter. Those of you people are cheating out there. So unfair. I'm missing out on some good eats, 3. And something I do because I'm weak, 1. Yeah, right. Any, anybody who does that is weak, a, a lemming, a schlepper. The church told me don't do this and don't eat that and blah, 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 and don't eat trafe, and therefore I did it, you know, just like the uh, Arabs with their halal crap. Don't the Indians, Indians also do that, don't they? The, uh, I, I, don't I don't know. Yeah, they do. I'll You're take asking the word me for like it. we only have 80 million Indian restaurants in this city. Do you have any exactly. idea how many Inja people we have here? No, Mr. no, tell me. How many uh, different varieties of ragheads we have in Toronto? No. We've got every kind of raghead that's ever been invented. How many? About a zillion. Well, there's that uh, kid with the bad complexion on her again from Virginia Tech. The story, and, and I don't think that we can fully grasp His what friend survived the shooting by making his own tourniquet. Well, that was uh, pretty clever. That's good. Thank, thank the Lord for that, okay, that his friend survived. Hopefully his friend looks better than he does. 22. Now, see, that's bad. I shouldn't that's be saying bad. those things. Those are very, very nasty thoughts that uh, I shouldn't admit to, but, you know, I'm just being honest. I mean, that, that's just the way the world feels, isn't it? If ugly people die, you know, it, uh, they don't, they not don't as mind big if a deal, ugly people right. die. 
But if somebody who looks pretty good dies an early premature death, oh, what a shame. Well, what kind of crap is that? Us ugly people want to be loved, too. What's wrong with a little bit of that? A little. I just loved. want to be loved. Is That's that right, wrong? as Harvey uh, Firestein would say. She just wants to be loved. As Duff would say. You fairy. She just wants to be uh, whatever she is. Ah. You're a busy professional man with your eye on the corner office. You've got it all. Nice car, nice house, plenty of money. You've got a great marriage to a beautiful wife. Yet there's still something missing. You never got to meet your wife's father. Well, now you can. Microsoft introduces the Father-in-Law Bot, a life-size, Windows-based, fully functional, anatomically correct mail that simulates all in-law duties. Your customized Father-in-Law Bot will arrive via FedEx ground shipping in four to six weeks, completely ready to go. Hey, Pop! Don't call me Pop. I am not your father. I was just trying to be nice. You are such a pansy. Why don't you grow a pair? Grow a pair? Why don't you like me? Because you don't make enough money to support my my daughter, and you are ugly. Ugly? What does that have to do anything? We're in love. She doesn't love you. No one loves you. Here's Dave, a semi-happy father-in-law bot owner. My wife's father died before we got married, and we wanted somebody around for the kids. Boy, we got more than we bargained for. Dave is a dumbass. No, I'm not. Dumbass. Hey! Dumbass. Whatever you say, Pop. The father-in-law bot from Microsoft will make you feel just as horrible as if your wife's father we're really alive. When are you going to give me grandchildren? Uh, well, we're, we're working on it. You are a useless piece of crap. But it's not fair. I, I've, I've been very busy. I told my daughter not to marry you. But we're very happy. You are a panty waste. Not a panty waste. Just shut up and get out of my sight. Whatever you say, Pop. Dingleberry. The father-in-law bought from Microsoft. Just as lousy as a real father-in-law. Don't buy me another tie for my birthday, or I will strangle you with it. Whatever you say, Pop. Okay, 1245 at QM. Uh, 272 votes on our second pool. How do you like that, Chris? Yeah, we won't hit 1,000 today, though. Well, let me ask you this, George. When I was on vacation last week, who worked with you, Chris or Josh? Uh, Josh, uh, Chris. 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 How do you do? Uh, you know, it was all right. <laughs> All right. Very well said. See, 272. What do we have on the first pull? 1,011. What, what do we have? I, I got it here somewhere in my pile. Or right underneath where it says irritable bowel. Oh, then now, you see how this all ties in together? It we sure started does. the show with that story about the woman who was shoplifting in Cape Coral, and she blamed it on her irritable bowel because she couldn't stand in line. Was that today or yesterday? That was, uh, was yesterday, yesterday, the day before, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, six, six months ago. Blurs. Um, probably, let's see. Was it the one? Oh, everybody likes uh, guns. Are too easy. Thousand twenty-one, and two seventy-two is uh, twelve hundred and seventy-three votes. See, that's the way you look at it, Chris. You're, you're not understanding. Oh, I know. I just had to give you a hard time. Thanks. You're welcome. Okay, you won't lock me in my will, by the way. Twelve hundred. No, twelve hundred ninety-three. What was Don't forget to get uh, dressed. Twelve ninety-three. I'm already dressed. I got my clothes on. I got my sh pants on. My uh, shirt. Well, not not tucked in yet, though. It's still hanging out, and the shirt, too. That would not be good going into Woodbine with it hanging out, or the shirt. So we got 1293. So we got 1,300 uh, votes altogether, pretty, pretty damn near. In fact, I bet you if I click it again, we need 700 more, or se seven more, 1270, 276. See what I'm saying? 
You don't. You just don't care. No. The audience cares. I bet you we got people like I told you before who keep score. They got the old baseball scorebook out every single day. Like this one here, you'll see QAM. See, I told you. WQAM. Hello. QAM. WQAM. Hello. Not there. Okay. Well, we had uh, three in a row. That's good. Five six seven oh five sixty. Pound 560 in the Verizon Singular wireless line. you got to admit, though, we had a few winners in there today. Oh, yeah. I can't remember what they were, but we had some sensations. The Harness call. Guy. What are you talking about? The Harness Guy was fantastic. One for the ages. Una Dubai. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, he's what's wrong with the sport. He's what's wrong with horse racing, thoroughbred, high, uh, uh, harness racing, like all old, that stuff. Old Codgers on death's door. Old Codgers, that's right. Old Cockers. The average age <laughs> in the clubhouse is uh, death plus 10. That, that's the problem. WQAM, Hello. Hi, Neil. Wonderful. Ah, WQAM, hello. Neil, uh, in a nutshell, what happened with uh, Mr. Oberman? I heard you a couple hours ago. What what happened? And real quick, because I haven't heard you in the last couple of days. What what happened? What, what do you mean, what happened? He went, he's been trying to get Imus fired for three years. They've been feuding. And then Imus blurted out the thing about the nappy-headed hose, and uh, you know people started right. making a big issue out of it. And Oberman went to MSNBC management and, uh, again, demanded that they fire Imus. And they said, oh, okay, whatever you say. I don't. Uh, you don't what? Probably much like yourself. I don't. Uh, maybe I don't. I don't agree with that. I mean, you're in. You're. You, if I'm reading you right, and I, if you're in Imus's corner on that. I don't know that you ought to be terminated either. Is that what you're saying? Imus should have been terminated 15 years ago for being oh, finished, oh, yeah, for being dead, yeah, but not for what he said on the air. Yeah, sir, I, did I, you hear what I just said? Are you listening to anything I'm saying, or are you having a conversation with yourself? What, sir? Boy, there's nothing I love more than when people ask you a question and you try to answer it. You know, I have like a, a verbal intercourse and an exchange and a conversation, and they start like, bah, 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 bah. so anxious to you know to kiss up, man, to kiss up, and you know, well, I'm agreeing with what you say. I don't care whether you agree. I want to have a conversation. <laughs> you don't need to kiss my ass, okay? That's not interesting. It's boring. It's monotonous. It's it's embarrassing. It's degrading. It's humiliating. But have a wonderful day, sir. WQAM, hello. The nappy-headed Joey Reynolds. WQAM, hello. Where's Rod? WQAM, hello. Hey, I'm like, what's the deal with this Bernard Goldberg and his, I'm like, Bush licking? I mean, he claims that he's a liberal or he was a liberal. Oh, yeah, he's a born-again right-wing Nazi is what he is. He's a Jewish Nazi. He's, like, he's an opportunist is what it seems like to me. He's got this whole spiel yeah. that he, he comes out Just forget with. about him. That's my best advice to him, okay? And to you. Forget about him. WQAM, hello. Hey, how's it going? Okay, it's going great, Pally. Um, I just don't, I don't really understand, uh, like, why it's such a defense for Imus, because he really is a racist. Yeah. So, don't you think he deserves to get fired? I mean, I heard he was harassing people that he was working with on, like, even in the work environment, I mean, I really don't care about what he said on the radio, but I don't know about harassing people at work. He didn't get fired. He didn't get fired for harassing anybody. He got fired for calling the George for the calling the uh, uh, Rutgers uh, women's basketball team a bunch of nappy-headed hoes. But, he didn't uh, get fired for anything else. The Keith Olbermann thing. He was talking about how he he would work with Imus, and then he would say racist stuff about like fellow employees and stuff like that, and, like, nobody could really talk to him, and he acted Sir, like... Sir, let, let me ask you this. Uh, uh, do you live in some kind of a cocoon or what? Do you know anybody who said... That was a bad choice of words. Do you know anybody who says racist things behind people's backs? I don't know anybody who doesn't. 
Yeah, I know, but I don't think you should. Well, I mean, at the job, I mean, come on. Yeah. So, what's your point? Well, I don't. I don't. I don't either. Okay. Five six seven oh five. <laughs> See, there's another guy sticking up for Keith Olbermann. Okay, Keith is off my list. I don't care. I'm not into guys that run around. He's been trying to get the guy fired for three freaking years. Here comes an opportunity, and I'll give him credit for that. He didn't miss out, baby. He went in there, swung the bat, and hit a home run. And screw him is what I would say. Go back to Sports Center. Go back to being a sports nerd because that's about your level. Okay. It's really a shame until we finally get somebody that gets on here and says something, and then he pulls a stunt like that. I mean, you couldn't imagine anybody behind the scenes off the air saying anything racist or, like, uh, offensive or stuff like that, no, could you? No, but we're I trying to get somebody fired. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Is Albuquerque in America? Is what? Albuquerque? Yeah. WQAM, hello. See, I love the enthusiasm that he does it with because it shows you just how crazy he really is, and then it never gets on anyway. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon Singular Wireless line. I think we ought to just keep the hits on coming now that I got my clothes on. Don't you? I think you should keep them coming. WQAM, hello. What's the nice pick? The Miami Dolphins. WQAM, hello. Hey, how's it going, Neil? Okay. You know that lady who says Floridians dumb as dirt? I'd like to apologize to dirt everywhere. It should be dumber than dirt. Oh! WQAM, hello. Why is George so gay? WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. Um, the thing about Imus that I consider... Oh, are we going back to Imus again? Well, oh. you know what's crazy? He's going to... Yeah, it's crazy that you're talking about it is what's crazy. All right, well, let's talk about uh, Woodbine today. Are you going to go plunge? You know, if you look up the expression, lifeless a-holes, yeah. you'll see a picture of South Florida. I think the college for them is down here. You'll see a picture of it. You'll see a photo. Lifeless a-holes. I have no life. WQAM, hello. Hitler. <laughs> oh, that was really weak. Very weak. <laughs> Maybe that was the Pompano guy, I think. I think he was driving Una de Maya in the fifth race tonight. WQAM, Hello. Gonna make, it's going to make it the uh, summer capital of harness racing, having the slots back, and how Alan J. Finkelson uh, would be so proud to see that. I got news for you, Pally. Alan J. Finkelson was a friend of mine. You ain't no Alan J. Finkelson, okay, schmuck? You old coot. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Hi, Neil. Yes. Neil Pompano, have you ever seen a driver, Chaz Dancer? This is Reverend Jones. No kidding. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Okay. This is um, the maintenance man, Westland Mall, J.C. Penny. Oh, yeah. Keep doing the limbo rock, sweetheart. In fact, weren't they talking about that this morning on the Kenny and Bo show? He was talking about taking the little kids in there in the public tea rooms and about how people keep taking the sliding locks off the doors. And I kept thinking to myself, he must hang around at Westland Mall in Hialeah a lot, Kenny and Bo. Maybe they're looking for an audience there. Guess what? What? Haven't found it yet. WQAM, hello. Hello. I can't believe the useless mentality of the guys that call into your show. Yeah. I mean, they are just, they need to get a life. Have a nice day, Neil. 
Okay, thank you so much, and thanks for your tremendous contribution, too, by the way. <laughs> well, there's Taylor Reese Shapiro again, who's Irish-Jewish. Can't make up his mind what he is. Just, just not there. They said that half the time he would just sit there. What kind of a voice is that, Taylor? In the class, and then whenever somebody would address him, he maybe would look up. Doesn't he sound like a munchkin? Yeah, he does. Taylor Reese Shapiro is covering the shootings for the student. He looks like a munchkin. He said that Cho was a ghost, so apparitional. He was a ghost. But definitely leaving today. More people are calling home. Well, he sounds like a jockey. He's got that kind of. You know, ever notice how jockeys all talk like that? You probably haven't because you don't pay any attention. But they all have to talk like munchkins. That's how Taylor Reese uh, Shapiro Schwartz uh, sounds to me, like a jockey or a jockette, something like that. Isn't that what this is? This is jockey radio, something, something along them lines. Yeah, if you people want to talk about Imus, go to the water cooler and talk about it amongst yourselves, because I don't want to hear about Imus no more. And treat your Since Felix Vita has won, Natasha and I no longer have to look for a moose and squirrel. Instead, we listen to the Neil Rogers Fair and Balance one to two hour. <laughs> Imus is so boring. What's better than a live radio show every morning on TV? Well, just about anything. But that hasn't stopped MSNBC from teaming up with radio's original bad boy, who now looks like a nasty old lady. Listen, Bernie, Imus. Sell that intern this Coffee sucks. Yes, every morning, see Imus listen to a tape of other people's comedy bits live on the air. I need a hammer to bite into this muffin. You're somebody <laughs> best. Press one, please. Thank you. See his wild behind the scenes addicts. <laughs> hey, listen to me, stupid. I am the Iman. You are the walrus cuckoo cachoo. Now get me some fresh coffee or you're fired. Imus, he's irreverent. So, uh, what's the deal with the Pope? He's topical. So, uh, what's the deal with this Watergate race? He's incoherent. I'll tell you what, that, uh, is it double president? What, what the hell is it? I don't know. He's Imus and he's boring. And he's only on MSNBC, a cable channel nobody watches, and a bunch of AM radio stations nobody listens to. And when somebody gets some fresh jingle, it's Imus. Oh, yeah, he used to be Imus. Like I said, not another word about him until I'm through eraculating. What? Okay, I listen to some of these people, and you know what they remind me of? They remind me of little infants, little kids yeah. in a sandbox. So typical in America, man. Grow up already. Is it possible to grow up? No. I don't think so. That's why we got all these mouth-breathing idiots. They can't grow up. Oh, he was a racist. Oh, guess what? So who cares? Who gives a crap? I don't know anybody who isn't a racist. Do you? I hate gypsies. There you go. Everybody's got something, okay? He was a racist, so big deal. So uh, well, freedom of speech doesn't say, well, freedom of speech unless you don't like somebody or unless you're going to offend somebody. You people haven't got a freaking clue. That's why this government, these Nazis can come along until we take away every freedom that you ever had, except, of course, that one. And nobody's going to make a peep. Even little Bo Peep ain't going to say we're going to be mum. Oh, he was a racist. Yeah. Wow. Who gives a crap? Like Al Sharpton's not a racist, and Jesse Jackson's not a racist, and Louis Farrakhan's not a racist. And all these right-wing bastards uh, attacking all the Muslims aren't racist. Everybody's a racist, okay, to some degree, in one way or another. Everybody's got their thang. Oh, and behind the scenes, he was saying this. Who, who cares? See, nobody enjoyed Keith Olbermann more than I did. That's past tense, did. He's, he's off my list now. And you can try to give me a song dance. Nobody's going to come to your house and, and stop you from watching him, at least not yet. Go ahead. Have a good time. But I've been in this business for 150 years, okay? And when I see people who are running around, and if this was the first time, when the guy called yesterday, that really sealed it for me. I'd already made up my mind, but that like, that like, like they used to put that sealing wax on crap, you know? Mm-hmm. Remember our founding fathers used to like yeah, put yeah. sealing wax on crap. Must must have been a mess. But that did it for me. 
Because when I see somebody that comes into a place and spends a lot of time trying to get somebody else fired, to me, that's a bad seed, baby. That's a bad poison. So you're entitled to your opinion, whatever you want. I don't care. I should have been fired a long time ago because he was uh, pathetic. But you know something? The fact of the matter is he still had enough audience and he still had enough ratings that he was making the fan money, big money. Big money. His show was the anchor, and you know what the format is the rest of the day, don't you, on the fan? Sports. That's it. Oh, don't whisper now. They're going to come and get your ass. He was a loner and a whisperer like George. I'm not a loner. You see, he's uh, whispering. Yeah, Here you are. I'm never alone, and I'd like to be every once well, in a while. Well, he would like to be alone. He wants to be like Greta I Garbo. Isn't that who was alone? Dietrich Greta Garbo. Who said that? I want to be alone. She never actually did say that. Whoever no, it was. I don't know. Whoever it was, they didn't say it. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. How's it going? Okay. Hey, uh, I was wondering if anybody brought up the fact that we have this same equivalent massacre going on just about every 25 days in Iraq right now. Yeah, we, we have, yes. Uh -huh. And so have a lot of other people, okay? And we're well aware of that. The media, of course, is now well aware of that, and the media doesn't want to talk about that because it's bad for business and because they don't want to lose their license and get fined and have all kinds of pressures by the government and the FCC coming down on their ass. That's why, because the media have been bought out. They've sold out. When in doubt, just sell out, and they did. Part of the end of America as you knew it. WQAM, hello. Five six seven oh five sixty in pound five sixty in the Verizon singular wireless line. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. <laughs> WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. Hi. Hi. Um. <laughs> earlier. Earlier in the show, you were talking about a 240-pound uh, metal linebacker from Wichita State. He's actually yeah. from Middle, Middle Tennessee State, you mm -hmm. stupid dummy. Yeah. <laughs> WQAM, hello. I like the wee-wee. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes. Hey, I, I can't believe you thought Crash was a good movie. What a, what a terrible movie that was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, Are I, these people I all in the same room or something? Yeah, they're, they're all sitting around having a party, yeah. Loser's party. How can you tell if a Korean is armed and dangerous? WQAM, hello. Sweet Obama. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. On, a, uh, on WXEL, they have a um, in-depth... On what? WXEL. Um, yeah. You know, public uh, TV. Yeah, I know what it is. Pubic TV, yeah. Pubic TV. They had a report on Iran, on how the war started and ran and is running. It was so... Sad, I almost cried. I, you just, I cannot where, believe. Where, where were the ran? No, Iraq. I'm sorry. Oh. Just, you, you thought it was bad. Where do you see this special on how unorganized and how everybody's pointing the other direction? And it's just, you look at these poor soldiers stuck over there in this situation. The blunder that you think it is is only the beginning. What I've seen on this report. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm just saying, I think you'd be interested to see it. It's just unbelievable. Too depressing, man. Too depressing. Too many dead people for no reason. What's really depressing is the American public sits back. What about Anne Nicole's body? What about Dancing with the Stars? Like that. Like a bunch of screaming memes, okay? That's what America is, a bunch of screaming memes. I mean, one thing to talk about Ginger Rogers, what about Mimi Rogers? Neil, God! Forget about Neil Rogers, what about Mimi Rogers, okay? She was a screaming Mimi. 
What does this guy want me to do about it? Why is this guy telling me this stuff? To give me all the press like I don't know what's going on? I don't know about the bloodshed in the slaughterhouse. What did I tell you in the beginning, the first day they invaded over there? What did I tell you? It's about, about M-O-N-E-Y and O-I-L. I remember sitting in this chair on my fat ass, screaming and yelling and carrying on. I might as well have been farting into a windstorm, into a tornado, okay? Into a gigantic hurricane, into the uh, uh, Red River Valley. 325 votes on our second poll, by the way. So how's that? What's that total now? 1346. 1346, baby. That was a very good year. What happened in 1346? If you knew your crap, you'd be telling me right now. Well, I don't. Well, you better check it out. You nah. better Google it. Nah. You better Wikipedia. Nah. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Hold on. I am at this gatehouse. This county's old people hate me like the poison. Eyes. Yes, it is. Yeah, and that was it. That was his contribution. The guy with the eyes. They're all out there today. That's because I was gone for a week. Wow, they missed me like crazy. They sure did. Oh, and I miss them like a uh, tumor. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay, sir. I heard you talking about acid earlier, and I was wondering if you had any for sale. I could pay George in the back. Uh-huh. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Okay, sir. Hey, Neil, uh, I was wondering, now that he's real old, do you still have the Dan Marino blow-up doll? Yeah. WQAM, hello. Hey, um, I don't know if this will serve as any interest, but... um. Uh, well, Eddie Pope has got it, by the way, sir. I loaned it to Eddie Pope for the week. Uh, yes, sir, go ahead. Uh, the Dan Kennedy's lead singer, Jello Biafra, is going to come down to Miami and do a spoken word uh, little thing there on May 10th. Yeah. Well, I, figured, I don't know if anybody on your show or working staff listens to that, but uh, he's a pretty interesting guy. Okay, thanks. No, nobody cares. 5670560, 328 votes on the poll on it. Second poll about uh, foods that they tend not to eat and how, many, how stupid people are for uh, going along with it. And that's because uh, most people are sheep. Well, we were raised in the uh, Jewish faith. We were raised in the uh, Catholic faith with a bunch of uh, rosary beads and uh, crap on the forehead and uh, smoke and mirrors and all this other, and wafers and uh, wine. Wafers and wine. <laughs> That's what I tell you. Just, just ignore it all, okay? Just forget about it. Pretend it's not happening. Otherwise, you'll never survive. WQAM, hello. Hi. WQAM, hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Um, on the New York side of the Falls, there's a great Sicilian restaurant uh, called Fortuna. Did you ever get there? No. I don't go on the New York side of the Falls, ever. I know. I mean, why bother? There's also a fantastic uh, family-run bakery that's been there for over 100 years called De Camillo's. Uh, yeah. On the New York side of the Falls. And what did I just get through saying? I never go on the New York side of the Falls. Well, I know. Who would ever want to go there? You can see the blight from the Canadian side. Uh, That's right. That's correct. Where we'll be safe. Exactly. Get out of here. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Yeah, I was curious why the media isn't talking about the controlled demolition that brought down the World Trade Center. Why do you think? Because the government rules uh, the media? There we go. Now you got it. Very clever, sir. Let's hear it. This guy's really catching on. He's a little bit slow, but he finally is catching up. We're so to speak. Don't start whispering again. Uh-oh. It's bad. And don't be a loner and start whispering. They're going to come and drag your ass away. That's going to be the next thing. They'll know you're a terrorist. If you whisper, if you go through the airports, man, and you start whispering to your friends like, gee, I think that's uh, somebody smells real bad in first class, or anything like that, they're going to come and drag your ass away. Especially if you're like South Korean. 
First of all, if you're South Korean, what are you doing on there in the first place? Didn't we fight a war about that? That Korean War worked out really well, didn't it? Yeah, they all did, didn't they? Yeah, that one worked out really well, just like the war in Vietnam worked out really well, just like the one in Iraq is working really, really well. I'll tell you, the British and that uh, Falkland Islands thing, Las Malvinas, that one was uh, not too bad, but now they're starting up again. Now that Prince William broke up with his girlfriend, God only knows what kind of crap's going to come down. Algunas veces me siento que la vida me pasó. Algunas veces me siento que la vida me pasó. Y cuando escucho el rato me hace torrer como un niño Mil roches en mi ratillo Mil roches en mi ratillo Mil roches en mi ratillo No dejes su vida pasar spent as a kid watching the Three Stooges. And now, as an adult, you long for their juvenile slapstick addicts. Well, on no more. New from Chef Records, it's Sounds of the Stooges. Sounds of the Stooges is a six-CD box set containing more than 1,500 prime cuts of their classic gags. You'll get the eye poke, the hammer over the head, the pliers on the nose routine, and, of course, the ever-popular three-man slap. Plus, if you order in the next 30 minutes, you'll get this never-before-heard musical solo effort by Curly, dating all the way back to 1967. So, if you want to relive perhaps the lowest moments in the history of lowbrow comedy, why not order Sounds of the Stooges today? And soon you'll say... Or you might even say that. 118 at 560 WQM. Happy Wednesday, too. It's Woodbine Wednesday. Oh, you, what's the story? You're going to go out and plug your Woodbine in any? <laughs> hey, don't forget to get dressed. I'm all dressed. I got my shoes right. on, my pantaloons. I got my shirt on. It's all uh, what about your and toque? Are you going to take your toque? No, I'm taking my toque. It's not that cold. As a matter of fact, would you like a little weather report? In fact, starting tomorrow, it's going to be uh, starting to get toasty, man. Actually, might see the sun tomorrow for the first time in a while. Hmm. Although in Amsterdam, man, it was beautiful. Wow. Good. Last three days, it was like 73, 75. It was a beautiful thing. I saw a lot of beautiful things. Anyway, it's uh, 46 right now. It's going to be 48 today, and the sun may, like, peek out a little bit. Oh, who's that pitcher for the Red Sox? He's not South Korean, is he? Chris? Uh, I don't know where he's from. Japan, he's, uh, something some, like that. He's an Asian guy. Yeah. Well, who the hell is... Uh, oh, it's against the Blue Jays. Well, the Blue Jays kicked their ass, I do believe. At least I hope so. Because you know me, I'm a real Toronto... Oh, Matsutui, is that what his name is? I just made that up. Is that his name? No, Look at that, Blue Jays, two Red Sox, one. All right! How do the Leafs do in the playoffs? They haven't lost a game. Oh, there he is. It's Daisuke Matsuzaka. See, I didn't exactly. have it right. Dice K. What is it? Dice K. Dice K. Andrew Dice K? Yeah. 56 tomorrow, 66 uh, on Friday, and 68 with Sun on Saturday. Oh, it's just beauteous. What's not to like? 
348 votes on our second poll of the day. Oh, Don Imus is a racist. You know, seriously, I listen to some of you people, and I wonder if you've ever been out of the house. Have you ever had that feeling about people? A lot of times, some of these old Europeans All the time. at Woodbine, I think to myself, I'm, I'm trying to understand in my mind why their behavior is so rude and obnoxious and aberrant and why they're so loud and screaming in your ear and pushing you and, and all this other stuff. And I ask myself, maybe these people just aren't let out of the house very often. Stuff like that. Up this series Thursday in Ottawa, Rangers, Canucks, and Minnesota, also winners last night. There you go. A little hockey report for you. Penguins took it up the nose from Ottawa. Three hundred. That's the spokesman, by the way. 348 votes when a religious... Uh, why do I keep reading it that way? I don't know. Well, because religion. You, we're just mm -hmm. not compatible. I'm allergic. When religion instructs you to eat certain foods on certain days or forbids you to eat them at all, that is crazy as Schmidt, 120. That is absolutely correct. Oh, I can't eat pork. It's trafe. I can't have a ham and cheese sandwich. It's trafe. I can't have a salami and Swiss. Who the hell doesn't like a salami and Swiss on rye, okay? Mm. Even the most farbissant Jews out there, you tell me you don't like salami and Swiss on rye. I'll tell you you're full of it. Am I right? Oh, yeah. I'll take one now. Maybe on Pumpernickel, even. Crazy bastards. Uh, an idea foolish people came up with, not God, 102. Something I'm glad I have no part of, 78. A law you better comply with or you're burning hell, 16. Now we're talking. Now we're getting to the meat of the matter. You better not be eating no trafe or be eating any of that uh, macaroni and cheese on the wrong day at the wrong time. Seriously, there are how many people? Seven billion, six billion, somewhere on there. Too many, far too many mm -hmm. on the planet crawling around. Remember my analogy that I made about ants on an anthill? That, that's, yeah. that's the earth. That's the earth. Ants on an anthill. A law you better comply with or you're burning hell 16. A sign of my obedience to God, 12. Hard for me to obey, 10. Something I, a religious person, violate all the time, 5. We're turning your ass in. How do you like that? We're going to trace those votes on there. We're going to find your IP address, and we're going to uh, turn your ass into the Lord. Then you're going to be in deep crap. Something I do because I'm weak, three, and so unfair, I'm missing out on some good eats, three, out of 350. And you had 1,000, and what was it? 1021 and 350. I don't know. I just made that first one up. I'll have to double-check it. 1371. We're going to go over 1,400 total today, Chris. We'll do it. And you're not impressed because you're saying, well, that's combining two different polls. That doesn't really count. Well, whatever I say counts, counts. You know what? That's why they call it the Neil Rogers Show. Exactly. They, don't call it, they don't call it the Chris Schmendrick Show. They don't even call it the George Rodriguez Show. Although they will when I hang it up. And then, yeah, they'll call it so, over. No, somebody was asking me that the other day. What's going to happen to George? I think it was your close friend Brandon on the uh, IM. Yeah. I think he asked me that last night. What's going to happen to George when I'm you hang it up? thinking about getting a job in radio. And I said, I'll probably go back to North Carolina. Or Montana or the Northwest somewhere. Yeah. Maybe. Get back into radio. What maybe a concept. Washington State. I've been thinking about that. But then every twice a month, I keep looking at that big, fat paycheck, and I mm. think to myself, well, you know, I'm sitting here in my underwears, and I don't have to be down there. If I, was, if I had to be there, forget about it. I'd have been long gone. One way or the other. Either dead in a box or just out of town. WQAM, hello. Were you punch backing? WQAM, hello. Hi, WQAM, hello. I still don't have my power back from Wilma. <laughs> and I believe him. 5670560. 32 people get slaughtered yesterday, whenever the hell it was, at Virginia Tech. Monday. Well, whatever. I can't keep track of the days. I'm too old for that. Monday. Well, they were talking about it all day yesterday. It's only Wednesday. 
Don Imus is talking about nappy-headed hoes. Anna Nicole finally gets, uh, we finally find out that it's the good guy, not the bad guy. It's not the Howard, the Howard Stern imitator guy. Who's the father? And what are these people talking about? Hi, Ron! Hi, Ron! WQAM, hello. What's your obsession with Hokies? <laughs> WQAM, hello. Hello, Uncle Neil. How are you? Okay, sir. Listen, I just want to know, do you have any room up there in Canada? Because the way I look at it, if you look at the shape of the state of Florida, it's like the penile area of the United yeah. States. Yeah. It's, it's, it's horrible. George, you have kids. Let me ask you a question. Do you believe that your kids should follow you or you should just go somewhere where you think is better and just uproot them and relocate them? What, uproot them? Up yeah, I'd love, I'd love to take my kids out of this hell. Wow. Yeah. That's what that's what it's called being a responsible parent, sir. Get your kids out of that godforsaken toilet now, okay? If your kid, if your little kid was falling down the toilet, would you let him fall down there? Or would you reach in and pull him by the leg or the arm, pull him out of there? And I think that's a sensational uh, example right there, if I do say so myself. Mm -hmm. Pat myself on the back of the leg because I can't reach my back. I think that's a magnificent idea. Take your kids, uproot them, and get them the hell out of there before it's too late. Become they, before they become Floridianized, whatever the hell that means. I'll give you an example of what that means. QAM. I never go out. Yeah, see? That's what it means. WQAM, hello. No more partial birth abortions. Hooray, hooray. WQAM, hello. <laughs> oh, it's too bad the uh, no more partial birth abortion b b b guy didn't get on. He was, he was okay. Mm -hmm. 355 votes on that secondary pool, man, about uh, eating trafe. Not eating halal. See, this is a big part of the problem. That's why Florida needs a people transplant. That, that's one of the main reasons. You don't have no India people. You don't have no Asia people. You got too many of the same. Too much. Uh, I don't want to start saying Latino. That would be bad. Then George will get all upset. No, you won't. The word is Latin as long as we're speaking English. We're not. Who said we're, we speak it in English? I don't know. Aren't we on here in the Sweetwater? Then why should we be speaking English? And in Miami? Mm -hmm. No speaking English, i.e., okay? Cut the crap. We need a little more variety, a little mix it up a little bit, okay? Remember that guy from the Reagan administration came on my show on W Snooze 100 years ago, giving me a song and a dance about, well, we've decided in Washington that South Florida is going to be the dumping place. This was off the air during the break. The dumping place for illegal aliens, you know. I thought that's very nice. I thought that was Southern California. No, that, that you're living in the past now. Distant past. You're, you're starting to pick on the Mexicans again? Is that the deal? No, I would never. See, racist. Racist. Jorge is a racist. He hates Mexicans and gypsies. No, i got nothing me against them. He hates the Brits and the French and the Dutch. Boy, those Dutch. Oh, my God. But the good part about Amsterdam is that there's all these tourists in there from all over the world. And, you know, and some of the Dutch people are pretty, uh, pretty cooperative. Neil Rogers on 560 QAM. She's oily, soily, and old. Looks like the Quaker Oats guy. Smells from the body roll bowls. Barbara Bush has 40,000 eyes, full of her ice popped out. <laughs> When she realized she raised more criminal clouds, Barbara Bush.
said no more Imus, but I'm going to change my mind again. Okay. Well, no, I got a really good comment by one of your very favorites, Ted Rawl. Yes. Yes, he is. Ted Rawl, y'all. Why does this keep printing out? Quit printing out another extra stuff. Use the First Amendment, but not in public. Don Imus and the Triumph of Economic McCarthyism. That's the uh, headline of the article. The First Amendment gives us the right to express our point of view, but it doesn't give us the right to use public-owned airwaves to communicate it, said Mark Morial, president of the National Urban League. The First Amendment protects every American's right to freedom of speech. Phil Sheridan, sports writer for the Philadelphia Inquirer, chimed in. It doesn't protect racist, high-paying media jobs. Talk radio host Don Imus's April 4 reference to female members of the Rutgers University basketball team as nappy-headed hoes prompted calls for his ousting by an ad hoc alliance of politically correct liberals and opportunistic conservatives. I must say political liberal had been on the rights hit list. As Josh Silver, writing for the center-left Huffington Post, summarized the let them ran in the streets argument, for those who feel that the firing of Imus has been an affront to First Amendment free speech protections, consider this. Imus is still a free person. He can start a blog. Mel Gibson can still say whatever he wants to read, wrote to the New York Times. So can Don Imus, Rush Limbaugh, and Ann Coulter. That personal consequences may follow free speech, like losing your job or learning not to say vicious things, doesn't violate the Constitution. In other words, your boss should be able to fire you if you say something he deems vicious, criticizing the president, say. Did Imus have a legal right to his spot on drive-time radio in New York? Obviously not. But that's not the point. The question is, do the 1.4 million people who tuned him in every morning have a right, a moral, ethical right as radio consumers, to listen to him? Yes, they did and they do. As for Imus, if 30 years of producing high-quality, highly-rated radio shows doesn't give him the right to be on the air, what does? Well, I must have missed those. Racist or not, Don Imus's mix of over-the-top rhetoric, comedy sketches, and intelligent long-form interviews of politicos can't and won't be replaced. Personally and financially, he'll be fine. He's richer than God and half as old, but the lives of his 1.4 million listeners will be a little poorer. Libertarians spread the meme, accepted equally by liberals and conservatives, that censorship is, by definition, an action that can only be undertaken by government officials. But the U.S. government rarely censors. Does it logically follow that the First Amendment is safe and sound in our tolerant, open, and freewheeling marketplace of ideas? As anyone who consumes media is aware, the free market is a far from effective means of assuring widespread access to a wide diversity of expression. Left and right voices outside the narrow center-right mainstream range are unwelcome in America's increasingly consolidated, bland, and corporate-owned newspapers, radio, and TV outlets. 
economic censorship, silencing a person for his opinions or performances by firing him or refusing to hire him as the weapon of choice for the new McCarthyites. After CBS radio executives gave in to the mob calling for Imus's head, Media Matters for America, founded by 90s righty henchman-turned-liberal watchdog David Brock, issued a press release calling for more blood. It's time for news organizations, journalists, other media figures to re-examine the tone of their broadcasts, risk facing the same public outcry that forced NBC's hand, Brock's group said. There are many hosts on talk radio and the cable networks who would be well advised to use this incident as an opportunity to examine their own behavior and change. Close your eyes and you can almost see the Bush administration spokesman, Eric Fleischer, threatening that after 9-11, America's need, Americans need to watch what they say and watch what they do. The TV program, Politically Incorrect with Bill Maher, the target of White House's bullying, was dropped by ABC shortly thereafter. Maher later landed a new show. Unlike P.I., it airs only on the premium cable channel HBO, denying him access to most of his former viewers. After right-wing pundit Ann Coulter called John Edwards a faggot in a speech, Media Matters partnered with the gay rights group Human Rights Coalition to promote a cut-and-paste email campaign urging newspaper editors to drop her syndicated column. The ill-conceived and possibly illegal scheme encouraged people to pretend that they were local readers of the relevant publications. At least nine papers agreed to censor Coulter. Now liberal pundits like the New York Times' Bob Herbert are using the Imus takedown as a staging ground for a PMRC-style attack on popular music and their right-wing counterparts. The people who fought back against the racism and misogyny of the Imus in the Morning program need to keep the momentum going, says Herbert. Keep the pressure on the companies that sponsor this rap music garbage. I'm a Snoop Dogg, Michael Savage. It doesn't matter where the bigotry is coming from. What's important is to find the integrity and the strength to see it for what it is, a loathsome, soul-destroying disease, and then to respond accordingly. Behold the gospel of the economic censors. The First Amendment remains in full force for them at full pay scale, but scaled back for those they don't like. Snoop Dogg and his fellow gangster rappers should be free to peddle their smut on CDRs on Harlem sidewalks, they say, but not to have it distributed and sold in stores, you know, where most people buy music. Economic censorship perverts the axiom that the answer to bad free speech is more free speech into something simultaneously frightening and idiotic. The answer to bad free speech, say Messrs. Brock and Herbert, is to deny its speakers a public forum. The blacklist epitomized the McCarthy era of the late 1940s and 50s. Actors, directors, screenwriters, other Hollywood professionals were refused employment by the major studios due to their alleged left-wing sympathies, real or imagined. There was government pressure, but never government censorship. It was purely economic. When they tried to work outside the studio system, Hollywood blacklistees were mercilessly harassed. Paul Jericho, a writer and producer, recalls an incident while filming independently in 1950. The FBI swung into action, the movie industry swung into action. We found ourselves barred from laboratories, barred from sound studios, barred from any of the normal facilities available to filmmakers. One star would come up from Mexico to star in the film, Lesora Regueltos, was arrested and deported before we finished shooting her role. Writing in the Ayn Rand-oriented Capitalism magazine in 2003, Michael Berliner made the same twisted argument today so-called progressives are making about Imus and rap music. The Hollywood blacklist victims were denied employment by executives who were exercising the right to hire whom they wished, a fundamental right in a free society. The right to freedom of speech prohibits the government from interfering with the expression of ideas, and that means that an employer cannot be forced to propagate ideas he's opposed to, he said. Hypocrites all, the censors refuse to subject themselves to the same freedom-hating standards they would impose on their enemies. They believe that they have the right both to their rancid fascist opinions and their highly paid jobs in the media, writes your pal, Ted Rawl. Nice going, Ted. Amen. You go, Pally. Although that business of 30 years of entertaining, yeah. It's a New York thing, you know what I mean? What do you mean? It's a Dan Rather, Tom Brokaw thing. And Tim Russert, Pacey Face, Irishman from Buffalo. Nevertheless, 
How many votes we got on the poll? On our second poll of the day. 383. Man, 383 in the 1201 is, I think we got uh, 1400 beat. Or 1021, whatever the hell it was. We got uh, 1404. Mark that down in your limp wrist, Chris. 1404, you got it? Yep. Third day back from vacation. I almost said second day. That works like a term. That means that George must be working Friday, right? Yeah. All right. All right. And too bad we don't have a Marlin game. We can play the tape of the Marlin game tomorrow. All right. 20 till 2 at QAM. Time to talk about my main man, Anthony Caliendo. Recently and more than ever, he's been getting a lot of calls from his competitors' clients who tell him personally that it's taking way too long to close their loan. So if you're currently dealing with another mortgage company who's giving you the runaround and taking longer than 10 days to get you to the closing table, then it's time to call the main man. There's nobody in the mortgage business who can close your loan faster, more efficiently, and give you the VIP service you deserve when dealing with the largest transaction of your life. The main man will compete against any of his competitors' rates personally, guarantees that nobody has got a better team to get your loan closed from start to finish. And no matter what your situation, good credit, bad credit, bankruptcies, whatever it is, there's almost no deal the main man can't get done for you. So don't waste another minute of your valuable time with the wrong mortgage company giving you the runaround. Get with the program and call the main man today. Toll free, it's 1-800-MAIN-MAN. That's 1-800-MAIN-MAN or online, it's themainman.com. Don't you go back to Canada, you Jew bastard. I've had some thrills in my life. Two flea bags and scythe a knife. Such looks. I'm thrilled about my cars. Two Corvettes and I'm hungry yet. But the thrill of thrills that gave my trout the clout was the thrilling evening when I thrillingly found out. Oi! Luis Miguel is uncircumcised. Can you believe it? It's such a pile of crap with a little flap. Gary Bruce once was, but couldn't retrieve it. We had such little hope with just an electron microscope. Jazz McKay won't show it. Andrew Michaels is all too willing. Randy's gym once did, but then it wasn't too fulfilling. Marvin's uncircumcised but can't believe it. George smiles all the while despite the smell. As a matter of taste, the whole world's uncircumcised since I fell for Luis Miguel. Easy on the carbuncles since I fell for Luis Miguel. And that's what we need to do to reinvigorate this radio station. Start playing a lot of Luis Miguel again, you know? All right. Remember those days? Even yeah. on WS, you went in Tampa. Those simul-chasing days, baby. Those were the days. No. Oh, I thought they were. Somebody once told me that. Look, we got an even 400. That's 1421, baby. What a wonderful year that was. I bet you Christopher Columbus was thinking about making a big sale. Yeah, probably wasn't born yet. But nevertheless, you think? I don't know. He was Jewish, too, Christopher Columbus. In fact, that was the original uh, song, The Whole World is Jewish. I wish till I had that. Off an ancient album, When, when mm -hmm. You're Love, The Whole World is Jewish. And you know who was on that? Frank Gallup, who used to be the host. He had a real deep voice of Lights Out, Monday nights. I bet you Chicken Neck remembers that show, Lights Out. Very scary show. But nevertheless, that's when we had live TV. That's when TV was worth watching. And you know, the amazing part of it is there were only like two or three networks back then. I think that even is pre-ABC. 
We had NBC, CBS. I think Dumont was on. You know, I'm talking 100 years ago. I think in my declining uh, shows now, this last year and a half, whatever it's going to be, or next couple months, whenever I decide to say goodbye, uh, I think we're going to lay like a history lesson for all you young whippersnappers. That'll be pretty exciting. What's a whipper? Snapper. You remember that bit we got that drop in where Henry Barrow says, I've tasted your whipper? Mm hmm. Remember Jack the Whipper? What, what was that? What? That dial tone. I don't have one. You didn't hear that? Nope. I heard it. Nope. That's all you. Get out of here. Oh, are you starting with that crap Yeah, yeah, again? we're gaslighting you. No, brother. It must have been somebody's cell phone. Was it your cell phone? Or maybe it was my Blackberry. Oh, it's my Blackberry. I'm calling. I don't want to call anybody. What kind of stupid crap is that? Get out of here. Now it's calling again. I don't want to call anybody, okay? Stop sitting on it. Yeah, it was an accident. Let me hang up on this thing. I'm not trying to call anybody. It's your, your close personal friend, too, by the way. Maybe I can put you on here with him, and you two of you can talk behind my back. <laughs> Why end not? End call. End call. Good. Now get me out of this thing. God, I hate that. See, you know what happens when you have a, a poison barrier like this? And maybe, I guess, when you have a cell phone and you have numbers stored like that? And if you leave, if you leave, if you don't delete the numbers in the uh, box, mm-hmm. and you, you actually accidentally uh, like uh, you know, push up again, and yeah, you have your BlackBerry in, in your pocket, like I carry it in my shirt pocket. Mm-hmm. And you hit up against something, and it'll, like, press the thing, it'll, like, uh, fire off a phone call. Well, that's not good, not when you don't want to speak to somebody. So what is it that you wanted to say to him behind my back? You're a fat fag. Oh, okay. Well, he knows that. 407 votes on the second uh, part of our poll today. A two-parter, uh, man. Oh, don't tell Joyce. Two-parter. 5670560. Oh, this has been okay today. I would say, you know, on a scale of five, I've been about a minus 5,000. I give me about a plus, uh, you know, four billion, and an audience about a minus infinity. But then, what's new about that? There were a couple of calls on there. You're right. The guy from about the harness racing, he was really good. Una Demai, you name me anybody who raced with Una Demai. Oh my God, you old cockers out there! These are the guys that hang around down at the rail, like Lester Greenshirt. I bet you he's dead. Can only hope. WQAM, hello. How you doing? There's okay, a guy sir. On the side of the road selling beefsteak tomatoes all over the place. I mean, it's just like, what the yeah, hell? who cares? WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes. 32 college kids got uh, killed in uh, black. What kind Bear, of a phony accent Bear. is this? How long have you been working on this phony accent? I said 32 people. How long have you been working on the phony accent, I said? And all we want to know Yeah, is okay. WQAM, hello. Miguel Comunista. WQAM, hello. My ex-wife's a bitch. Five six seven oh five sixty. Come on, you can do it. We only got like uh, ten minutes, which means we only really got six, which means we only got five. Less the we got about three minutes. Not that I'm counting. You understand? I never do the, like a countdown. Like I'm anxious to get the hell out of here. Even though I do have my shoes on, and my uh, pantaloons and my very nice shirt. I got my shirt, and my shoes, and my pantaloons, and I got my blackberry and my poisonberry. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go find me a good machine. I'm a little out of practice though, you know. Don't go broke. Hey, I just got my tax refund check. He doesn't go broke. He goes loaded. Let me say it again. I just oh, got my tax refund check from the IRS yesterday. So you got an you extra, want, like, 20 minutes to Do you want me to tell you how much it was? I'm not going to tell you how much it was. I know how much it was. How do you know that? Because I was here when you told George. All right. Now, He's still be, cleaning the puke you, off the board. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you think I'm going to get cleaned out of Woodbine today, mister? You think I'm going to have a rough day? This is what you call a stress-free day, man. That'll give you another hour to play. Stress-free what? That'll give you another hour to play. Negative. He's very negative. You know, Josh did such a great job. Oh, and you know what I deleted yesterday? 
We had a guy. I remember when people were stealing uh, Josh's profile page for whatever reason. Yeah, his picture line. and whatnot. And I found another one in there. Steve, somebody phony Steve, and it was like uh, Josh's picture, and I deleted the damn thing. There was no real profile. How is the Serbian stallion doing, by the way? Mm. Now, I, if if I'm smart, I will not communicate with that person. Am I right? Right. If I'm smart. If you're smart. Am I, let me ask you. Am I smart? No. Serbian stag. Well, he's in South Africa. He's a long ways away. In fact, that was going to be my next vacation, I think, in Johannesburg. <laughs> that was in my itinerary. I'll tell you one thing. I traveled a long way to find that one. Here's a fax from Toronto, from a John. He says, I spent a week last week in Toronto. I see why you live there. We loved it. We took a group of high school choir students who sang at the Metropolitan United Church on Church Street. Church Street? Gay. I don't go to church, but thought it was very cool that on the front cover of their bulletin states they accept any race, creed, and sexual orientation of their church. They would burn a church down in the U.S. for even printing that. Well, I hate to break the news to you, John, but they do have metropolitan community churches in most large cities all across the U.S., but nevertheless. I mean, I agree with the essence of what he's saying, but he's... Second, it's horrific that 33 people died at Virginia Tech, but we seem in the U.S. oblivious to the fact that more than 125 people died in Iraq today because of the crap we've caused, and it's happening every day. Doesn't seem to be a big deal when it's other people on the other side of the world dying. Hypocrite, says John. To which I say, absolutely correct, sir. And see on Church Street, John. You fair. Or whatever. 410. Yeah, there are places that are civilized, and then there is the, the United States, eh? Let's abuse some more prisoners. Make them scream nice and loud. All right. Get me some wires and a battery pack. I don't care if they ain't from Iraq. Should be used, used, used to the torture. Cause we're just playing their game. Oh. In the past, it had to be worse with Saddam Hussein. Absolutely. He's been paired. The two listeners in our audience will be excited to hear the new comma, com, com, comma, 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 well, it's not sports-related, which could be the situation. Oh, no, it's sports-related, all right. And that's what makes it funical. Uh, fun, uh, fun. Uh, funny? Yeah, funny for us to giggle. <laughs> okay, here it is, gentlemen. Both of you out there. I can get this electronic device to work. I make it sounds with my mouth. 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 I'm making 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 a sound. I'm making a sound. I'm making a sound. 
with my mouth. mouth. With my mouth. I'm making a sound. With my mouth. I want to plant azalea. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, bye, bye!